What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? We are back. This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. And after a week hiatus, we have a ton of stuff to talk about. My name is Adam Schubert. And as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Look, like I've been watching a lot of stuff that I'm excited to talk about. We have a new show on the docket, which we're reviewing now for everybody out there. If you have not watched the new Brian Cranston show, Your Honor, on Showtime, Please start watching it because we're reviewing it at the end of the show, especially since Mandalorian's about to end. Also, gotta give a props to my GF and my girlfriend because she has put me on to This Is Us. And my goodness, Sterling oh, really? K. My goodness, Sterling K. Brown is an amazing actor. My goodness, that show is super sad and super super good. Milo Venta, Milo Ventimiglia, great actor, knew that already, but he proved himself. And and uh, who else? But Sterling K. Brown's the best actor on that show. I understand why he's won so many Emmys. Uh, yeah, I was about man, to say, didn't he win? A, hasn't he won a bunch of stuff for that? <laughs> yep, he's won a bunch of stuff, and I understand why This Is Us has won so many Emmys. It deserves it because Schubert, that show is amazing. But my goodness, is that show sad? Like. I, I tweeted this today. I was like, I don't know how women can just watch sad shit over and over and over and over. But their rebuttal to me is, my girlfriend's rebuttal to me is, it's like, bro, all you watch is killing. All you watch is shows where people kill people. And like whether, and I was like, but what's the chances that the mafia is going to come get me? That a cowboy is going to gun me down in a shootout? That a space pirate is going to come down and grab me? An assassin's going to take me out? Or what's more realistic, me dealing with my grandpa who's sick and he may die. Like, <laughs> Yeah, especially like, right now for people. Like, I mean, come on, fam. Like, I'm, I'd much rather watch The Killing and take my, my zone out of there. But is This Is Us a great show? 1,000%. It is fucking amazing. Watch, I'm going to tell you the awards they've won. So they have won Emmy Awards. Okay, here we go. In 2017, they won. Sterling K. Brown won for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Series. Uh, they were nominated for Supporting Actor with Ron Cephas Jones, who was incredible. Uh, Chrissy Metz got in, uh, Outstanding Supporters Actor. She got nominated, and that's the uh, that's the the that's Kate, the big girl. Uh, she should have right. won. She's great. Uh, who's Gerald McRae? Oh, the Doctor. He won a Guest Actor. Brian Tyree Henry got nominated from Atlanta because he's in it. Mandy Moore got nominated. She oh, yeah, Mandy Moore's in that, too, huh? Yeah, she's in it. Um, <clears throat> Ron Cephas Jones won an Emmy again. Sterling K. Brown got nominated. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see how many more Emmys they won. Okay, and then Ron Cephas Jones won again. Damn, Sterling K. Brown I'm sure a lot once. of people who are listening are like, of course you guys should be watching This Is Us. What's wrong with you? Well, we're finally on the bandwagon. At least I am, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't handle that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> it, I, it is so sad. Like, it I, is I just, so sad. I can handle sad movies, but, like, subjecting myself week to week to a weekly dose of sadness is just not something I'm much. trying to invest myself in. Yeah, man, I feel you. I can't, I can't do that shit week to week sometimes. And, like, we're no. and, and right now the thing is she's binging it, so it's like... Oh, night. And it's like, those episodes are great, but like, bro, and, and spoiler alert for This Is Us, but I mean, the show is like old. They're in season five. When, when Re- Sterling K. Brown's like biological dad dies because you realize he's adopted by these white people, of course. 
because of because his because the family is is Mandy Moore and Milo Ventimiglia. Well, he meets his birth dad, but by the time he does, he's an old he's a grown man, and the birth dad is dying of cancer. And bro, when he dies, oh, it broke my fucking heart. It just made me think of my family, my grandpa, because he went to Memphis. He met all his cut like it was just a lot, and it's just like. The acting in that show is incredible. Like, I really want to see Sterling K. Brown do some other stuff. But the thing is, I don't know. I don't want him to do a superhero film. I would love to see him be a cop. I would love to see him do, like, Denzel-ish type movies. Related to, to something like that. Like, maybe, yeah. I, you know, I could totally see him, like, you know, getting ahead of going into Your Honor, like, a show like you know, that. What if he was in your honor? Like, I mean, the like, judge, I could totally like something see, like that. Yeah. Like a judge or a lawyer or like drug dealer. Like, I want to see him do some drug other, dealer. Some other things. Dad like, yeah. of someone who's in trouble. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Like Sterling K. Brown, I know we didn't talk about this in our actor list that we that we've done, but like he is joined. Like, I know I feel my, like we had I feel like we did though. We might have, but like, I don't think we were serious. Like, I don't think we gave him enough praise. And like, to me, the best actors in Hollywood right now are for sure John David Washington, Adam Driver, Robert Pattinson, Brian Gosling, Sterling K. Brown. And Sterling, I honestly, like he's he's up with the movie guys. Like, or is yeah, he no, he's like, he's that good. He he's that fucking good. Like the the amount. Like, I feel bad for him that Predator was like his shot at going into like big blockbusters, but I'm glad it didn't work. So now he doesn't have to be the blockbuster guy. Cause like, he should not be, he should be like going for Oscars every time. But well, what, what well, have you been, been watching real quick? Just you've been so getting so- sad and I've just been watching a lot of trash. Uh, I watched, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll talk about something on your movie on the rise and, and hit Netflix, but Netflix has been putting up all those old MTV stuff. So I've, yep. I watched, are you the one? And uh, I watched the Bachelorette season they put on there, and I watched the Australian Bachelor on HBO Max. Which My guys have been watching trash TV, man. You gotta get um, on the, you gotta get on some good been, movie vibes. And I've been keeping up with like the current Bachelorette that's going on, and the finale's next week. You clown. And then the Matt James Bachelor starts in January, whatever. You're just in trash TV zone. Like I watched the other day. I watched True Romance, the uh, movie that. Uh, with Christian Slater that Quentin Tarantino wrote, didn't direct. It was directed by Ridley Scott's brother. Great. Also, gotta mention this on the show. Finally watched Hustlers, the stripper mm. movie, which Constance Wu and Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Lopez. Let me say this. This movie, I understand why they said it's the female Goodfellas. I understand why they feel like it's a Martin Scorsese movie. It, when, when it's going on, I tell my girlfriend, I was like, this feels legitimately like Goodfellas, Wolf of Wall Street. It feels like that Martin Scorsese, like watching the downfall of people. And my girlfriend was like, we're watching it and everything's going well and going well. My girlfriend's like, oh, this is, this is good. Having fun. Wonder how this is going to end. I was like, there's no way they don't all go to jail. There's no fucking way. And like when it happened, I was like, yes, that movie is really, really good. But let me say this. Certain people pull you out of the movie for a little bit, like G Easy, Lizzo. Also, I think it's hilarious. We'll talk about that later. I think it's hilarious that, we have. that the premise of the movie is about strippers drugging men and stealing their money. And Cardi B was in the beginning when it was just about dancing, but the moment it started to get to drugging, she was like, "Nah, I can't be in this." Because she did that in real life, like she really did it, and it's hilarious, bro. It is hilarious. Shout out to Hustlers if you haven't watched it. Definitely watch it. It's fucking funny. But like, have, yeah, man, I just been in a lot of like, just different I have watched vibes. a few things that like are a little bit better. Like I did watch the flight attendant series with Kaylee Cuoco on HBO Ooh, Max. That's I heard very that was interesting. Good. 
Um, I, you know, fit, Big Sky had its winter finale. Oh, the ABC um, show. On, How was that? On, it was. It's pretty good. It's very dramatic. I, I, Is I it like, H- like ABC Big, big Little Lies? Well, I don't know. I didn't really watch Big Little Lies, so I can't really like. Oh, come yeah. Tell you tell you for sure, but. I mean, it's pr- it's pretty good. I don't know like how it would be on the binge, but like watching it week to week has been Great. been pretty good. Okay. Um, Any movies? Movies now. I haven't had, I haven't really been. You just need to hop on my Amazon and go movies. watch all the old movie, all those movies that are there. I know you see them when you when you go watch Your Honor. They're all there. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm going to be in a time where, like, I'm not, like, in, you know, I've been in, like, game mode for a while. So I've been, like, watching stuff while I'm, like, playing Xbox. So it's, like, I want to watch that are manageable to do while I'm, that I don't have to, like, pay so close attention to. Because, like, I, for, except for certain shows, like, Flight Attendant, I, I watch and, you know, stuff like that. But, um, for the most part, I'm just, like, watching things that I can do other things with. Got but you, got you. I've been watching a lot of anime, so that's great. Like I'm, I ain't never mad at that. But Schubert, we have so much stuff to discuss. Let's get in the show. I just had to talk about This Is Us because it's great, and I wanted to shout out uh, Hustlers because the Cardi B thing is hilarious. Like legitimately, all she's there for. Like when people were like, "Oh yeah, Cardi B's in this movie," you think she's gonna be there the whole time? No, Cardi B's in that movie for legitimately. 20 minutes in the beginning when they're just legit strippers. But the moment they start doing that illegal shit, she's like, yeah, I can't, I, I can't be in this. I can't be in this. Also, it's kind of hard to believe Constance Wu is a stripper. Uh, I mean, I believe it. Like, I just felt she's like she's too, she, no, she's beautiful, but I just felt like she's too of much of a good person. Like I didn't buy her as a stripper. I didn't bu- buy strippers can be good people. Linden. Yes, that's that's wrong of me to say. I know a lot of nice, amazing strippers, but it's just I didn't buy it. She seems too much of a of like a prep school good girl, if that makes sense. And I, maybe that, maybe that's maybe that's sexist. And if it is, I apologize. I just didn't. Maybe. As an actor, you're supposed to convince me that you're the character you're portraying. Maybe they didn't give a good enough scene of her like throwing it down or something. The purpose of it is the beginning is she can't do that. Like, so she has to learn. Like J-Lo mm. made me buy it. Uh, Kiki Palmer made me buy it. Uh, I'm trying to think of the white girl who was in like the, there's like four. Yeah, the girl movies. from Riverdale, right? Yeah, she made me buy it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Lily like, Reinhardt was, is her name. Uh, let's see. Cause I'm Lily Reinhardt you, is her name. Is that her? Yeah. I gotta, I, just let me check IMDb. Cause I, I believe you. I just don't know which one. Cause like there's, there's four main it might be Julia Stiles. Oh no, Julia Stiles is the uh, is the uh, what you call it? She's the um, the uh, journalist who's writing about these people. Um, Makes sense. I guess it's she's very yeah. A I guess it's I guess it's Lily Ryan. Yeah, it is Lily Reinhardt. She was believable. So like that's what I'm saying. Like there, it's just Constance Wu was just like I believed it, but I didn't be- like you know. It's just like I don't know if like she acted well enough for me to like follow. <laughs> Follow along in the movie, but like, I don't know if I could see her being a stripper, if that makes sense. But other than that, love that movie. But like I said, Schubert, we got a lot to get into. So if you're ready, I'm ready. We got time. Yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and get started. Um, so topping talking off the top, there's a lot of like just general news things that are going on. 
And I mean, you know, we'll talk about those before we get into like the Disney investor day that happened last week, which was absolutely insane. Oh, we're not doing that first. I thought we were doing that first. Oh no. I thought you want to talk about the news news. Oh, like, like not let's, let's, let's do that first. Let's get it out the way. Cause I thought it was yes. up top and I like it being up top. Let's do it. So start All us right. off with your, with your, with your peeps. Cause they, do we want to talk about Tom Cruise first or do we want to talk about Nolan? Oh yeah. Company? Yeah. You're right. That's what we wanted to talk about. Let's start off with Tom Cruise. So Tom Cruise comes out and the, the, the audio gets leaked. He's on the mission impossible set. And basically he, he berates and screams at some PAs and like, some film crew that's doing stuff. And he screams at them not because they aren't doing their job wrong. It's not because they're doing just being a bad employee. No, he screams at them because they're breaking COVID protocol. And I've seen a lot of people in the movie community torn on this, whether it's some people agree, some people disagree, some people disagree vehemently, and they're like, you can't be mean. And my thing is this. I understand, like, there's no room to talk like that in the workplace if it's any other situation. The fact that this is life and death and that Tom Cruise is in the age range where people can die, and I'm sure there's older people on that set that is in that age range and the families that are of these people, you can't do that, man. You can't break COVID protocols. Schubert, if it was any other thing, I would agree with what people are saying, but the fact that this is a life or death situation where 300,000 people have died, the movie industry is dying because of this. And you're telling me you're on set and you're not following protocol, not wearing a mask. And, and he made it, he does make a good point that like his set is pretty much like set the precedent because like, I remember earlier on, like when COVID was going on, they were one of the first people to get back to it. Yep, so like they, they, they the, are they, kind of the, the tone setters. So they do need to set the tone. The only thing I have, like, I'm totally for what he said in the precedent of, like, he's trying to push on there. I think he may have gone a little bit. Too many F-bombs? I could be that. I could see that. Like, I I think, like, you know, he he could have gotten away with it being a little bit shorter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like people would have got the point as soon as he raised his voice and, like, did a little bit. But I think it went on for a little too long. Because my thing is, we we champion people who go in grocery stores and if somebody's not wearing a mask, they're like, hey, put your fucking mask on. And we're like, yeah, do more of that. But now that it's like someone, now that it's Tom Cruise who people have beef with, it's like, oh, we're not okay with that. Like, no, dude is trying to save people, trying to keep his movie going, trying to keep all of these PAs. All who the other movies be- going too. But look, all these PAs who people are like arguing for, who they say are minimum wage, they wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for this film. Like, they would yeah, not I mean, be working. You know, I think he could have shortened it a little bit, and then also just. Action, no, over, bombs. action over words like you know if you, if you want to fire him fire him and just, like that's that's what's going to make people do do it more is if you go True. out there and be like hey you're not going to do COVID protocols bye but like it i i feel him because it's his heart like he he that shows he's a good person because i agree with you like real shit fire him like fuck it we don't even have to talk but he's such a good person that's like nah bro like get your shit together i don't want to fire you so I'm going to try to fuss at you. And if not, then, then you're going to get fired. So it's like, I get it. So, you know, I'm not mad at Tom Cruise. I think people are overreacting. But no, see, I'm, not, I'm not mad at Tom Cruise. I, you know, I don't, could he have handled it a little bit better? Sure. Yes. But like, you know, was he in the wrong for what he no. was uh, trying to tell them? No. Not at all. So, and then the next thing I wanted to bring up, because I thought Denzel Washington, my favorite actor of all time is the fucking man. Let me read you what Denzel Washington said, because I think it's 
so important that we discuss this amidst the HBO Max, uh, Warner Brothers, uh, Denis Villeneuve, Christopher Nolan having hissy fits. And I'm saying it's hissy fits, and you know they're my favorite directors, but I got to call a spade a spade. Instead of handling their business the right way, they were being a certain way in the media. I don't want to say like just bitchy, but they were, they're being a certain way in the media. And this is what Denzel did. Denzel said, Denzel is reportedly angry that his film, the little things is now a part of the HBO max release plan. He reportedly would have been more amicable if negotiations about the move happened before it was announced. If negotiations with his contracts happened before it was announced, it then Umberto after this drops, Umberto releases that Marvel is now restructuring actors contracts so they can put movies on Disney plus the problem, which we said before we went on vacation is not the theater experience. As much as they want to say it, it's not. It's the fact that they make money off of the box office. And they do not feel they will be able to make the amount of money that they make off of the box office with the streaming platforms. So what Warner Brothers needs to do so there's no problems is just renegotiate these people's contracts and pay them what they're worth. That's the issue. Like they're they're hiding behind this idea of theaters and in their heart of hearts, they know there will always be a movie theater. They know that the fact is it's about, it's about fucking money. So if, okay, Christopher Nolan, Denis Villeneuve, if there's no movie theaters, are you never going to put a movie out again? Which is a fucking lie. And all of these movies are still going to be in theaters. (laughs) Exactly. You know, some theaters have even talked about that they were going to even discount Warner Brothers stuff because, like, they want people to go to them. Exactly. Um, But, you know. And then the fact that the fucking, we talked about this on the stream, which a lot of people, if you don't watch me and Schubert every Friday, every Friday night, we are doing Mandalorian reviews. So, like, and we've been doing that for, like, a couple weeks now. Well, at least because we haven't been able to talk about the two we had to talk about today. Exactly. But this Friday, we're going to do a reaction, but we do the full deep dive here. And on that, on last Late Nights with Lynn on last week, we were talking about how the head of the Warner Brothers HBO Max thing was like, once we get enough subscribers, they don't realize that certain directors will get a billion-dollar budget. What the fuck? A billion, like, imagine if Christopher Nolan or Dini Villeneuve had a billion dollar budget. They would not be fucking complaining. Like, they, they are legitimately complaining because of their contracts. That's what it is. Like, let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, no, that's, that's 100% it. I mean, it, it's all about the money. That's where yes, it all comes exactly. down to. Exactly. Like, let's not lie and, and seem like we're holier than thou. They're, yeah, like they're we're not trying, like, to, trying save to preserve this. The, the film, the, the no, theater experience. They're trying like, to pre- preserve their pockets. Christopher Nolan makes money off of the box office of Tenant. That's why he's probably pissed, but he forced it to come out. Like, they were trying to wait. He was like, no, it has to come out in theaters this year. So, bro, you did that. You didn't get the money you deserved. Now you're pissed. Yeah. That's, like, it, that's it. And Denis Villeneuve has the same Christopher Nolan contract. And it's funny, Disney tried to poach Christopher Nolan. He ain't go. He know he's not going there because he can't make the movies he wants there. He can't make the movie he wants at Sony. These big time directors know they have to be at Warner Brothers. They just know that. And the fact is they're, nego- they're doing this in the media so they can get the best contract possible. It's called negotiating in the media fans. We see it in sports. Uh, LeBron does this. Uh, um, all the big NBA actors, James, I mean, all the NBA players, James Harden does this. If you see it with uh, movies, Zack Snyder did this. Ben Affleck did this. Like everybody negotiates in the press. And that's what this is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all that's going on with 
like the general news. The other thing that I had been complaining about on previous episodes on Late Night with Lynn was uh, HBO Max and their relationships with, you know, Roku. getting them on streaming and stuff like that. But they are going to be on Roku as yep. you're listening to this podcast right now. So. Yep. Like I got the Daniel RPK story. I didn't know if you wanted to pull that up, but like uh, they're negotiating. It's like. No, I mean, it's going to be oh, it's like November, November 17th. It's. Oh. Can be Lit. on Ruku. Yeah. Lit. So or now, December 17th, sorry. Now everybody gets to get it. All right, let's jump yeah. into Warner Investigate. Lead us off. All right, so Disney Investors um, announced so much. Uh, Lucasfilm did a slate on what they got coming on Disney Plus and in, in theaters. Wait, slash can we do, the, can we do Disney and FX first just to get that out of the way? Well, I'm just going through like what all they did. Like okay. Lucasfilm did one, um, and then there was a Marvel slate where they talked about what movies they were going to do and what was going to be on Disney plus Disney plus announced what things were going to be in their normal Disney stuff in regards to the films and on Disney plus. So I think it was one of these things where for a long time we were wondering, you know, what is going to be on Disney plus? We got and now it now. We, got, we now we have an idea of the things that will be on Disney plus. And, you know, you mentioned with FX and Hulu, yep. what's going to be on with, with them as well. One so thing the Disney- I'll start off with that is always sunny. Four more years. Oh, well, we're going to get to that because I want to talk about that. But the Disney uh, thing, we talked about this last episode and we were wrong because now we have clarification. Disney Plus is doing an adult version for international viewers. Disney's mm. trying to make money. So the Disney Plus content that's for adults, for us to get it, going to be on Hulu. So we have to pay, Americans have to pay for both. Just want to throw that out there in the beginning. Already am. Already am, exactly. So this is all the new, the non-Marvel, non-FX, non-Star Wars stuff coming to Disney Plus for the families. Me and Schubert aren't interested in most of this stuff, but for some of y'all out there, I know y'all are, so I'm going to list it off. We're getting a Swiss Family Robinson reboot. We're getting Hocus Pocus 2. We're getting Zac Efron's Three Men and a Baby. We're getting... Maybe. uh, Wait, what do you mean maybe? Oh, no, I'm saying, like, maybe I'm interested. Oh, yeah, okay. We get Diary of the Wimpy Kid, the animated movie. Nope. No, we get an Ice Age spinoff. We get nope. a Night at the Museum animated sequel. I don't know how that, what, what are they sequeling? Whatever. I don't know about that. The Lion King prequel is officially in works with Barry Jenkins set to direct. And he said the script is phenomenal, so we shall see. The next thing I, we have, I, I will say real quick, real quick, the prequel aspect of it is more interesting than anything else. Like I, I, yeah. I think Blue that they Fox did the right thing. Scar. Yeah. Like give us the prequel. Cause like the Lion King two and all that was lame. Yep. No, I'm with you. The next thing, which I'm kind of interested in based upon just the three gentlemen I'm about to say is John Mulaney, Andy Samberg and Seth Rogen have been cast in the Chippendale rescue Rangers movie. Love those guys. Good for them. Chippendale rescue Rangers is a good property too. Yep. I wonder if it's going to be animated. I hope so. I don't think it. I don't it will think be, be animated. Okay, cool. It's not. It can't. You know, if it, got, I mean, maybe you do it live action, but it would look like Alvin and the Chipmunks, and I don't yeah, think you should do that. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, the full cast of the Little Mermaid has been announced. Ariel, Haley Bailey, or Halle Bailey, Sebastian, Devad, uh, David Diggs, King Triton, Javier Bardem, Flounder, Jacob Tremblay, Ursula, Mel- Melissa McCarthy, Prince Eric. Jonah Howard King and uh, Scully as Aquafina. Scuttle. Oh, Scuttle as Aquafina. Yeah, we knew all that except for Prince Eric. Yep. Uh, Pinocchio film is in the works with Robert Zemeckis set to direct and Tom Hanks as Geppetto. 
Peter Pan and Wendy in works at Disney Plus. Ella Enchanted 2 with Amy Adams set to return is in works. Uh, Baymax, a Disney Plus series, will continue the story of Big Hero 6. Zootopia Plus is in the works at Disney Plus, a.k.a. Zootopia 2. Uh, Tiana, a series about Tiana from The Princess and the Frog is in the works. And this is great for uh, little black girls because in Princess and the Frog, Tiana was a frog the whole time. We never got to saw her as Tiana the princess. So now we get to see that with her in Prince uh, Nahim or Navid or whatever the fuck his name is. A Moana series in the works. That's dope. Uh, there's a new Disney and African or Pan-African company called Kuglai, and they're teaming up to release Iwaju, which is going to be like this African sci-fi, like basically looks like Wakanda, high-tech African city. It looks pretty dope. Uh, we also got uh, the trailer for Encanto, which is like this. It's a uh, Colombian family. Yeah, cool. So the Latino American community and the uh, Colombian community are getting their uh, representation, which is dope. Uh, up spinoff, Doug Days about the dog is coming. A car sequel is in the works. And I don't know why we need that. Uh, I hope it's just Disney Plus. Well, I guess everything is just Disney Plus. Yeah. Win Lose, the first original animated series TV show from Pixar, is coming. This will follow a middle school softball team in the week leading up to their championship game. Each episode is told from the perspective of a different character. That sounds I think that's very interesting. I hope it works because I want to see more stories told like that. (laughs) Yeah, same. Uh, The next thing we have is a Pixar... um, I don't know if this is a TV show or a movie, but it is called Lightyear. And I know people are like, whoa, Tim Allen's coming back? No, Chris Evans is now Buzz Lightyear, but it's not Buzz Lightyear the toy. If you remember the animated series Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, that's the closest thing this is. We're following Buzz Lightyear, the actual space cadet. And I think that's important to note because like, I don't think Tim Allen should be the voice of this because Tim Allen is the toy. Yes. And like, you know, Chris Evans being light year is a, is a totally different thing. Like let yep. that be a totally different thing. So I, I like that they're doing that. I don't think you mentioned turning red. That's, that's the last thing, thing I would, Yep. That's the last thing. I um, and the other thing I, tale who turns, uh, where a teenager who turns into a giant red panda. And the other thing I wanted to mention is that there are three new original movies inspired by the real life stories of Chris Paul, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Keon Lowe. Oh, cool. I didn't even know that. All right, let's get to FX because this is some of the coolest shit we got. So, all right, I'm going to start at the bottom. Um, Peyton Manning's Peyton's Place is going to uh, continue. It's in the second Good. season on, uh, on ESPN+. Plus. Plus. They picked up a third season, and I think it's going to be on Hulu as well. Maybe. I don't know. It- that would be better because it would be more accessible to people because it's only uh, been on ESPN Plus. Man in the in the Arena is coming. This is a nine-part documentary series built around Tom Brady's before never seen firsthand accounts of his journeys to nine Super Bowls and his career from Michigan to uh to the Patriots GOAT that we know. I think this is awesome. We just got Jordans. Let's get Tom Brady's. <laughs> Love it. Interesting. I want to ask you this. Stephen A. Smith, new show. Stephen A's World is a new weeknight program and debuting in January. Stephen A Smith, what do you think he's going to be doing? I think it's nothing, an interview. Nothing I'm interested in. I think it's an interview show. I think it's going to be like Stephen A Smith interviewing it the biggest like athlete. Sounds like Real Sports with Brian Gumble. Pretty much. Let me describe it to you. It's it's a week and I and I, I it's funny cuz I when they announced this, we didn't know what it was about and I made a prediction on Twitter that this was going to be Stephen A Smith interviewing Chris Paul interviewing LeBron interview. Like this is going to be him interviewing the biggest athletes. 
Stephen A's World is a weeknight program debuting in January. Stephen A. Smith will go beyond the sports headlines to give the audience an authentic understanding of stories that matter. The show will bring viewers his entertaining perspective, including deep expertise and unparalleled relationships with some of the most influential figures in sports, entertainment, and beyond. The new 30-minute episodes will air every Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Plus and anytime on demand as well as Disney Plus. Like I said, this is going to be him interviewing people. Every night. That's all this is. Because he can't debate because that's first take. He can't do like sports talk because that's his radio show and his sports center show. Like Stephen A. Smith is working so much at ESPN. Do we think that his content is becoming diluted? Yeah, I mean, I'm not interested in this. Mm. I I would rather see someone else do it. Mm. Yeah. The thing is, I don't know if, at, at least at ESPN, I don't know if anybody else could get the type of interviews that Stephen A. Smith well, I mean, like, his his stuff is pretty much Peyton, but, like, not only football. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like what Peyton's doing with Peyton's place because he's, like, talking to football people about mm-hmm. football, and, like, it's, like, very interview-esque. But this sounds like it's the same thing, just, like, with all sports. And I'm like, yeah. you know, maybe we could have got, like, someone that different. Because I think, like, what's cool about having Peyton Manning do that is, like, it's, you can it's relate a different on person. Yeah. Well, no, it's just it's just a different person that I don't see on first take and I don't mm-hmm. hear on the radio. Like, it's, it's like, a different voice. A fresh voice. Yeah, no, I feel yeah. that. And that's why I'm saying they're, st- they're stretching uh, Stephen A. Smith pretty far. All right, the SEC will now be on ABC and ESPN. How do you feel about that? That's big for you. Yeah, take out the CBS crap. Yeah, it's now on ABC and ESPN. All right, let's get to FX. This is the shit that I'm excited for. Okay, uh, let's start at the top. I'm trying to find where all this is. Okay, so we're getting... Here we go. Um, Only Murders in the Building, starring um, Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. The Dropout stars Kate McKinnon and uh, as Theranos uh, CEO Elizabeth Holmes. Dope Six starring Michael Keaton, uh, Peter Skarsgård, Will Poulter, John Hokander, and Caitlin Denver and Rosario Dawson. I believe this is about... I'm trying to see what this is. Dope Sick is an ambiguous, horror, heroin, compelling look at the epicenter of American struggle with opioid addiction. So this is going to be crazy. You know, that should be a pretty good show. Very serious. Yeah, very, very serious. We get Nine Perfect Strangers from uh, David E. Kelly, starring Nicole Kidman, Melissa McCarthy, Michael Shannon, Luke Evans, Bobby Cannavale, my guy, Regina King, Samara Weaven, Melvin Gregg. Crazy the Vine guy is now, like, becoming a big actor. Him and him and uh, King Botch. But I feel like Melvin Gregg is getting better roles than King Botch because King Batch is, like, you know, fucking King Batch. But uh, Yeah, I mean, he's been in... But I don't hate some of his movies he's been in. Like, have you seen the Netflix movie that he was in? Like, Money Heist or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was good. I thought that was a good movie. Yep, so uh, Nine Perfect Strangers, based upon the best-selling novel by Leanne Moriarty, Nine Perfect Strangers take place at a boutique health and wellness resort that promised healing and transformation as nine stressed silly drillers try to get on the path of bettering way of life. Watching over them during this 10-day retreat is Masha, played by Nicole Kidman, a woman on a mission to reinvigorate their tired minds and body. However, these nine perfect strangers have no idea what's about to hit them, a.k.a. murder intrigue. Sounds great. Uh, next up, we got Rami, Rami, another season. That's back for season three, right? Yep, The Hands Made Tale, fifth season. Uh, it got confirmed that fifth season will be coming ahead of its fourth season, which will premiere in 2021. And then Schubert, four more years, baby. Let's fucking go. The gang is back. 
Charlie, Mac, Dennis, D, Frank. Do you think this is going to end after the four years? I don't know if Danny DeVito can do it. Past yeah, I know. Years. I know. Thank you for being real. That's my Thank thing. And if they if they want to, I'm okay with them ending after four years. I'm okay with it because I didn't think well, I didn't know if we were going to get any more. The, they're already the longest running sitcom or, or comedy. Like comedy. So like, I think that I'd be cool with that because four yeah. more years is a lot. And you know, we know that they're going to have a COVID year, which is going to be you know this ten episodes of COVID this next year. Yeah. So like. Like, that's going to be pretty, pretty crazy. And then, like, we just don't know what's going to happen these next. And, you know, having four more years of Always Sunny doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be four more years. It's probably going to be stretched a little bit. Yeah, definitely. That's just four more seasons. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like that's like six years. So, like. So, yeah, it's been renewed for 15. And then they were like, we're going to also get three additional seasons for a total of 18. So. So, like, by 2025, 2026, I might be done with Always Sunny. Me too. And it's okay. I'm okay with that. Um, coming soon to uh, uh, FX on Hulu. We're gonna get American Horror Stories, an anthology series from Ryan Murphy, a spinoff from American Horror Story. We're getting The Old Man. It stars John Bridget, Jeff Bridges, John Lithgow, and Amy Brenneman. Uh, let me see if my thing will load. I can tell you what this is about. Based on the best-selling novel of the same name by Thomas Perry, uh, it centers on Dan Chase, uh, Jeff Bridges, who was uh, absconded from the CIA decades ago and has been living off the grid. When assassin arrives to try to take Chase out, the old operative learns that he, to ensure his future, he must reconcile his past. That sounds pretty damn great. Like, FX is about to put out some fucking hits. The next thing we got is... Why the Last Man, and that is the amazing, amazing, amazing comic written by Brian K. Vaughn, and this is his, like, incredible thing. Basically, in this series, all the men are dead except one. Why the Last Man transverses a post-apocalyptic war world in which a cataclysmic event has decimated every male save for one lone human. The new world order of women will explore gender, race, class, and survival. This is starring... Hold on. If Let's see. Where this is... Where is this at? This is starring uh, Diane Lane, Ashley Romans, Ben Schitzner... Uh, Olivia Thurby, Amber Tamblyn, uh, Marine Ireland, Diana Bang, Elliot Fletcher, and Julia Canfield. Uh, let's talk about that real quick. I want to get your take on that. Are you excited for that? Because that's big. That's really interesting. Like, I'm wondering what that's really going to entail. So, like, you said, who's going to be the last man? Elliot something? No, I think it's Ben Schnitzer. Ben Schnitzer. All right. Well, I mean, like, I, I don't know enough about the. Um, about that property to, to like really comment too much about it. So, but it's going to be an FX show. Yeah. And Ben Schnitzer is, he's a young guy. I'm trying to see if he's been in anything. He's not, he's not been in much that we know. I feel like this is his big break. I mean, you know, he's been I'm, in Snowden, Warcraft, pride. So, and like, those were all small roles, but like why the last man, he's the man, like he's the, he's the last man. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we've seen different takes on like a, a, a woman's run society. I don't think it's going to be like su- some kind of super, cha- super chaotic or anything. I mean, yeah, I'm more so just interested on like what killed off all the men. Yeah, no, it's going to be it's going to be very, very interesting. He has like a pet monkey. So like shit is crazy. And like, I think he uses a bow and arrow as like his like weapon. Uh, it sounds like he's in exile. Yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty much. He's a young amateur escape artist. Yorick is one of the last 
one of the last two men on earth. He's often reckless and tries to diffuse the tense situations with humor. He's an underachiever, a slacker, but actually quite bright. He has a degree in English, knows too much about pop culture, and has uh and has fucking communism engraved on his lighter. Yorick mentions that the engraving was inspired by a graphic novel he used to read. Blah 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 blah. He his abilities are he's escape he's a master escape artist. He's uh skilled in the sleight of hand like Mar uh. Magic well, I guess tricks. what I'm curious about is, like, is that going to be something that he's going to have to use? Probably like, so. Is, are people out to get him? Like, do they not want men around? Like, Probably so. so I'd yeah, imagine. That's, I haven't read it yet either. So, like, I don't, I've been waiting for this series to watch to get into it. I just know Brian K. Vaughn, incredible comic book artist and comic book artist and writer, and this is his thing. So, and that's what Jake pitched in a... Uh, pitched in a uh, Pitch It. He pitched Saga, which is another Brian K. Vaughn uh, story. I, I believe... I'm like yes. 90% sure. And yeah, so yeah, that's another Brian K. Vaughn story. So that just gives you the idea of how good this guy is. We're also getting an Alien TV show. Are you excited about this? I've never seen Alien. It's going to be made by Noah Hawley and Ridley Scott is helping him as well. I believe that they're going to do a really good job with it. It makes me really more interested in seeing and watching the Alien series. Like it was one thing... I was never really into like those scary that scary stuff when I was younger. So like I'm more See, interested in like, more like going predator. back to watch that. You should watch it. It's not it's not scary. Aliens more predatory. Where it, like yeah they have jump scares, but it's more about like the monster and the humans dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like I want I I want to I want to get into it, but like yeah, knowing that there's going to be a series now about it makes me a little bit more inclined. inclined I kind of want to see like. Uh, what they do Prometheus with the series too. and like and like the connections of that's what I'm interested in. Connect things. Does it connect to Prometheus, the Prometheus oh, part of the timeline, or does it connect to the alien, the Ridley, like the? Uh... Well, what they said is that they're going to have like Earth involved in it. So like Ooh. that's what I'm kind of really interested about it is that they're going to like incorporate Earth with this. So, which is d d different in the Alien saga from what I've heard. So yeah, very different. So the next thing we have is Platform from BJ Novak. It's a half-hour anthology TV series from FX that uses the boldest issues of our times as a jumping-off point to tell a singular, character-driven story about the world we live in today. The first episode stars Lucas Hedges, your guy, Caitlin Deaver, our girl, O'Shea Jackson Jr., George Wallace, Ed Asner. Brendan Francis Scannell, among others. The second episode stars John Borenthal, Boyd Holbrook. Shout out to Boyd. Big fan of him. Amy uh, Landecker and Bo Bridges. This sounds interesting. Don't know what this is going to be, but... With DJ Novak, it makes me think that there's going to be, like... Some comedy. Gonna, I'm not going to say full-on comedy, but, like, a comedic element to oh, it. Oh, yeah. Which is it DJ like, Novak take... from The Office? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's Ryan, Ryan. yeah. Yeah, that's Ryan. Okay. Mm. Cool. I'm about to make an FX take in a little bit because this is crazy. But the next thing we got is Reservation Dogs. Love the name. Love, love, love the name. Reservation Dogs is a new half-hour comedy coming it's of age Tyco. story. No, it's not Tyco. It's some, uh, no, it is. Wait, I'm getting yeah. to it. It's a, a coming-of-age story about four Native American teenagers growing up on the reservation in eastern Oklahoma who spend their days committing crimes and fighting it. The series is co-created by Sterling Harjo, who I believe is the Native American guy, like the uh, Native American creator, who this like is like, you know, his stuff, and Taika Waititi. And the story, the series stars DeFaro, Woon, Atai, Devery Jacobs, and Paulina Al Alexis, and Lane Factor, a full Native American cast. Good for them. I'm excited. 
get to learn more about the Native American culture, the reservation. And I think this this TV series will actually help them because if you know anything about the real life reservations, they're not doing too well. No, but I mean, like, they're also kind of really messed up systems if you look into it. So Yeah, because they're getting screwed. So yeah. hopefully this series can bring them some help. And the final story is the one that I am the most Real quick, before about. you announce this, they didn't have anything about what we do in the shadows in there, huh? Nuh-uh. I think they just said a new season. Oh, okay. Well, then that's all I needed to know. Continue. Yeah. So the final thing we have is from FX. It's called Shogun. My goodness, FX is embarking on one of the most sweeping, sophisticated adult series FX has ever created, a retelling of James Clavell's beloved epic series, Shogun, set in the riveting and real Game of Thrones that was feudal Japan. It is adapted by Justin Marks and Rachel Kondo. Tim Van Payton has signed on to bring this big, giant, visceral canvas to life. So before we even discuss this, I have to read what this what the story is, is about because me and Schubert read this on Late Nights with Lynn, and boy, am I excited for this. So hold on. Let me pull it. Shogun by James Cavell. Why, give me the, uh, the, yeah, here we go. Give me the Shogun wiki so I can just freaking read this. This is why I don't mess with Bing. Let me, let me just go to Google. Shogun. Okay. Sorry, everybody. James Clavel. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So Shogun is uh, the Shogun is given the account of the rise of the Daimyo Toronaga. Toronaga's rise to the Shogun is seen through the eyes of English sailor Jack Black, John Blackthorne by the Japanese, who the fictional heroes are loosely based off the exploits of William Adams. The book is divided into six sections, preceded by an epilogue, which Blackthorne is shipwrecked near Izu, the alternating between locations, blah, blah, blah. And it's basically about this dude's time coming over to Japan and watching just feudal Japanese samurai stuff. This looks, this sounds fucking amazing this is game of thrones but in japan fx is making a push right now to be one of the best networks out there yeah i think like fx and their connection with hulu like it gives them the ability to kind of extend their themselves a little bit more you have your staples this is what i've wanted and like if, if all they need is for one of these alien platform reservation dogs shogun uh, why the last man or the old man to be great. And from what we've read, the old man with Jeff Bridges being that CIA assassin, hype for that. The fact that Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow are on an FX show, but that just shows the power of Hulu and Disney, great. Why the last man? The comic book thing that Hulu and Disney can use that's not Marvel, so they can get darker. Alien, the sci-fi horror, big. Platform, the culture commentary, maybe comedy. Big reservation dogs, a comedy from a different perspective, huge. And then Shogun, your new Game of Thrones. Come yeah, on. on top, on top of the staples that you've already developed, Rami, which is an award-winning show, yeah, Handmaiden's Tale, uh, Always Sunny, and your you show. Uh, where will we do in the shadows? Yeah, I mean, I, it hasn't gotten as much love as. Of those other shows, but I definitely think it's a solid show. Shogun might be. I'm going to ask you what your most excited for thing of the Disney release. Out of everything they've announced, Shogun is definitely top five for me. Maybe number one. This is huge. Out of everything. Out of everything. Like the fact that we get to learn about Japanese culture, samurais, and we get a full Game of Thrones s story. Huge to me. 
I definitely think it's my most favorite thing out of all of what we've talked about so in far. the FX stuff. Yeah. I'm hyped, um, brother. I'm hyped. So with that being said, take us to Star Wars. All right, so now we are going to jump into Lucasfilm. And I was going to say Lucasfilm first because there are three things that they're doing that aren't Star Wars. And yeah, I'm get those three things out of the way. Real quick. I never saw Willow. A lot of people love and live and die by Willow as a movie starring Warwick Davis. Uh, I'll probably check it out just because, you know, it's very beloved and um, they're going to make a series about it. Okay. So that's What's it about? Do you know? I don't really know. I, I, I don't know enough about it to, to be able to go out here and tell you what it's all about. If you're pulling it up right now, go ahead and do that. While you're doing that, I'm going to read about Children of Blood and Bone. Children of Blood and Bone is a best-selling New York Times best-selling novel. Um, and Lucasfilm is going to develop it into a, I believe, a movie. And it's a coming-of-age adventure following a young African girl's quest to restore magic to her forsaken people, the, the Magi. And um, it was previously announced that Rick Famuyiwa was going to helm this adaptation of the book. And it hasn't been uh, re-announced, but knowing all the stuff he's doing with The Mandalorian, it's safe to assume that he's going to do this Lucasfilm project. So, that okay. you know, he, it's in good hands if that's the case. Well, and I got Willow. Basically, it's a... a... It stars Warwick Davis, Val Kilmer, Joan Wally, Gene Marsh, uh, Billy Barter. Davis plays Willow, a reluctant farmer who plays a critical role in protecting a baby from a tyrannical queen who vows to destroy her and take over the world. Very yeah, sci-fi s, very fantasy, like yeah, in the in like the medieval. George Lucas realm. Yeah, so that's what Willow is. But um, and then and then the third thing is a fifth Indiana Jones movie. Which okay, cool. It's gonna be. With, I'm excited because uh, Ford is coming back. And I'm excited because Harrison's Ford's coming back. Old man, James Mango. We saw what he did with old man Logan. James Mango is going to basically do old man Logan, old man Indiana Jones. <laughs> the thought process behind this that I think could be really interesting is if you, you got to think about Indiana Jones in terms of where this would fall within his timeline. So what Indiana Jones 4 was, love it or hate it, they fed into the alien thing because in the... And during that time period, the was the, the late 50s, 60s, yeah. Aliens was a factor of the times. So this would be like a early 70s indie, mm. which I think could be kind of interesting, <laughs> could depending, be, yeah. on, depending on what the artifact they decide to go, go after. after. Yeah, true, 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 true. All right, let's jump into it. Star Wars. Uh, so Star Wars, we are going to have films and we're going to have series starting on the film side. Uh, Taika Waititi is going to do an un, unnamed film. Um, not a lot of not a lot of details behind that. I don't know much about gonna, it. It is going to follow the next film that I'm going to talk about, and he's also working on you know Thor: Love and Thunder. So that's going to happen first before he does anything. Yep. Um, but before that movie comes out, we'll have uh, the next Star Wars movie installment will be helmed by Patty Jenkins, and it's Rogue Squadron, a uh, fighter pilot movie. Um, we talked about this on the Twitch stream and it's probably one of my more anticipated things. I was a huge fan of the N64 game growing up, the, uh, the legends book series. Um, the question behind it is where are you going to fall within the timeline? You can't not having Luke and wedge incorporated in a rogue squadron is a very questionable thing to go after. If you get too close to, um, to the sequel trilogy, then you run the risk of 
being like, well, why wouldn't Poe be in this? Because obviously it's the elite fighter pilots. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to fall sometime between that, which would be like around the Mandalorian period. So, you know, I'd, I'm very skeptical about it based upon lore, but having Patty Jenkins' helmet as a fighter pilot movie and all of the passion that she has to make the next great fighter pilot film and have it be in Star Wars, mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that because I was one of the kids that loved playing with the X-Wing toys. So, Yeah, that's the one thing that, like, I just need to see more from it because, like, off rip, I'm just that's not my least six favorite uh thing, but it's it's not my most favorite anticipated thing. I'm more anticipating well, some of the other stuff. And that's the thing with Star Wars. There's a lot, there's a lot of people who are like very heavy into the Jedi side of things, and yep. there's people who want to just dwell in the world of bounty hunters and scoundrels and uh, pilots. And what's great about this new Star Wars slate is that you're going to get all of that. We'll start with some of the Jedi stuff. We're going to have the Ahsoka series. We, you know, obviously it was teased in the Mandalorian. And now that we know that there's going to be this Ahsoka series, I like that episode even better because it makes sense. Um, Along with the the Ahsoka series, we're going to, it's kind of one of a couple spinoffs. Yeah, we got to talk about them together. Like the Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and then the new Rangers of the New Republic are all like these three series. And we might get another one in a Boba Fett because that that is happening. They just didn't announce it. I don't know why. But or, Or Boba may be in Rangers of the New Republic. We may find out either way. But all of that, Rangers, Ahsoka, and Mando are like doing like this MCU tie-in big like coll- yeah, Pedro collect- Pascal yeah, is talking this- about how he's expecting that he might also be in, other stuff. Have, be in Rangers, be mm-hmm. in Ahsoka, you know, have small roles, just like the characters that we assume are going to be in Rangers had small roles in Mandalorian, just same as thing Ahsoka, Ahsoka had a small role in, in Mandalorian. It's all so going to come are- in and tie in together. Are we talking about and- Thrawn now? Or are we waiting? That's what I was going to say, that the, uh, the assumption is since Ahsoka was talking about Thrawn is that Thrawn would kind of be the big bad for seeing he'd be the Thanos of, of like these the three Mandalorian series. universe yeah so I think that that's a really interesting prospect to, to go into you know Rangers is going to be something that a lot of people talk about moving forward just to the idea of who could be in it like are some of the X-Wing pilots from Mandalorian going to be a part of it is Mayfeld going to be a part of it now mm. that we know that he's out, out there um, Boba Fett Fennec um, Bo-Katan, mm-hmm. uh, Cobb Vanth, uh, Cardoon. Yeah, Cardoon. Well, maybe, because we don't know about, like, what's up with her, but, like, she should be in it, but technically. It's, but it's not, it's not a on-screen maybe. It's an off-screen maybe. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, her on-screen character should definitely be in there. Yes, um, that's that's definitely something to be expected. But, uh, you know, when her when she became a marshal and then when Cobb Vanth established himself as a marshal and then hearing Rangers of the New Republic, it kind of makes me think that it's going to be like a collective of these um, characters that are do-gooders that are yeah, going to be protect, doing things amongst the galaxy. Protect these individual cities for the New Republic. Or, or it's going to be them kind of coming together and we're just going to get an idea of how the New Republic is establishing itself within mm-hmm. this world. While Ahsoka is going to take us on the Jedi journey and while the Mandalorian is going to take us on a mixture of both. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm with you. I'm with you. What we got next? Um, let's explore the area between the prequels and the New Hope. We're going to have a Lando Calrissian series. Hi, Donald Glover's st- coming back. Yeah, we'll star Donald Glover. We assume we might have some Alden Ehrenreich come in there. We assume we might have some Chewie come in there. 
Um, but this is going to be possibly narrated by Billy D. Williams and tell the story of certain scoundrel stories of Lando. And I think oh, so it is going to be, be very... narrated by Billy D. Williams. That, no, I said it was some assuming. Okay, yeah, I hope so because that would be awesome. Like Billy D. just sitting, like flying the Millennium Falcon, and he remi- and he's reminiscing, and then boom, start the show. Yeah, that would be something that would be really cool to do with that, and um, it's kind of like your your scoundrel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's going to be less serious as the, as even the Mandalorian is. Do you think it's going to be more comedy? Of, I don't think it's going to be more comedy. I just think it's going to be a little bit more, um, I, I just don't think it's going to be like super, it's not going to have so much stakes is, mm. if you get what I'm saying. Like it's not going to have like galactic stakes. Yeah, no, no, no way. No way. It can't, it can't. Cause like, it has to just be him getting to the point to where, he, I think it's going to lead to him being where he's at in Empire. Possibly so, yeah. Yeah. And um, also around that time period, we will have something that will have a lot of galactic stakes and or. Oh, I thought you were saying the other thing. And or. Yeah. Super excited for this. They released a teaser. The spy film. This. Yeah. The spy it, it, series. Spy thriller. It, they released a trailer or like a, a behind the scenes with Diego Luna. I am super Super excited for this. The way the excitement level of Diego Luna, the the thing that they showed of how him talking to uh to um what's her name? Oh my gosh. Uh how am I blanking on her character name from Mon Rogue One? No, the the main Rogue One character. Oh uh Jen Erso. She's talking to Jen Erso and he's like, Y'all, you don't understand the things I had to do for us to get to these points. We're gonna learn about those things. Good. And as you see in his character in Rogue One earlier on, he is kind of like a very sketchy anti-hero kind he's of anti-hero. dealer. Like he kills that dude right right yeah. off the bat. Like, he's a spy. We have to remember, spies don't live in the world of black and white. They live in a world of gray. Everything is ambiguous to get us to the point where their side can win. And let's not act like spies uh, determine help sides determine who wins in history is determined by the victors. So the thing is, whether or not the people who win usually determine who's bad or who's good, but everybody's doing uh, ambiguous, great things inside of that spy world. So this is going to be great. We're definitely going to see Cassie and kill some people. Yes. And do some messed up stuff. I think um, some tie-ins that you might see come into this uh, would be, you know, obviously we might get the interaction between him and K2SO, uh, mm. some, maybe not right away, but down the line, how they come together. Um, That'd be far. You know, you could get a young Boba Fett if someone wanted to try and do that, but it would be way too hard with Tamara Morrison being like the face that, of, yeah, Bo- of Boba Fett. Um but uh, Bothans are a species that have not been given their shine in Star Wars, but they do have a, ma- a very major line in the ma- in the original trilogy where many Bothans died to get this information. They're known as the spy species, pretty if, much. If my Star guy, was, if Forrest Whitaker wasn't so old, we could see uh, him come back. That's also very true. He might still, um, who knows? And, you know, you could also possibly get some kind of rebels tie in with this. Like maybe they meet a Harrison doula, mm. you know, even if you wanted to have Freddie Prince come in and play Kanan, like I would yeah. totally be down for that. <laughs> that now that's something I could see as a flashback inside of, uh, inside of the Ahsoka, Ahsoka series. series. Yeah. 100%. So we have to see um, all but that. the other time period that we're, going to talk about well we're still talking about this time period the other uh series is going to be the obi-wan miniseries that the we big one 
that it has been announced that Hayden Christensen will be a part of it as Darth Vader. So that kind of ties up a lot of loose ends on what that story is going to be about. The second to final battle, the battle where Darth Vader and New Hope is like, the last time we met, I was but the student. Now I am the master. And I'm assuming he meant student of the dark side. Now he's the master. So they're going to have to have a battle. The Darth Vader comic kind of showed a battle with him and Obi-Wan where he lost. I'm sure they're going to tie that in there. So this is going to be dope. It's not going to happen on Tatooine. This is going to happen far away from Tatooine. You and McGregor even said as much. Yeah, so I'm super excited for this. Deborah Chow, Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen. Gimme, gimme, gimme. So uh, that one's probably really high on everyone's, you know, uh, excitement. Uh, Going into things that before we get into like the next time period, there are going to be some animated shows. The a droid story, which is probably the lamest one that we have. Big lame. Um, <laughs> bad a bad batch, which is going to take place like right following uh, Empire or uh, Revenge of the Sith. So kind of giving us an idea of what clones had to deal with moving into this new empire. And you know, the Fennec Shand has also been announced to be in that Bad Batch series based upon the characters that were in the final season of the Clone Wars. So go back and watch the first arc of the final season of the Clone Wars and know more about the Bad Batch. I definitely recommend it. It's good, good. It's mm-hmm. real good. And then the other one that I know that Lyndon and I are both really excited about is Star Wars Visions. Yeah, the anime. Let's go. Let's go. If you've ever seen Star Wars. If you ever seen like the fan anime versions of Star Wars where they take a, a anime OST, which is an anime opening like Bluebird from Naruto, Aveta Itela, that type All time of shit, great one. where they take that or the bebop intro or whatever type of intros and they put it inside of Star Wars and we see the animated version of it. It looks amazing. Let's not act like Star Wars is not fundamentally Funda, 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 fundamentally influenced by Japanese culture. The Jedi are samurais with their wear kimonos. Like everything from Star Wars is based upon samurai Japanese culture. So the fact that we're going to get an anime version is amazing. And it's funny that you say that because one big influence in that samurai culture comes from some way, way old Republic stuff. And we're going to dive back into the High Republic, which is getting more book series. Um, but they're going to eventually lead into a series called The Acolyte, which is supposed to be a thriller about the dark side. And I know Lyndon's very excited about that. This is the future, man. We finally get to know the future. The books of the High Republic are coming. This is us getting the stuff we've always wanted. Let's get away from the Skywalker era of Star Wars. Yoda's a young man in this. There's the Jedi are full. The, there's rumblings of the dark side. We don't know where they are. This the acolyte p- shows the big birth of it. Probably the rule of two, which means we will either get Darth Revan, Darth Bane, someone like that. I am hype. Let's go. This is probably... Right. My number, we're going to rank our, uh, our excitement of this, but this is high up there for me. So the Acolyte is supposed to take place near the t- tail end of the High Republic, which is interesting because the High Republic is supposed to start 200 years before the prequels. Okay. So like if we're talking about that, so I'm thinking like maybe a hun- 100, 100 to, 50, yeah. to 50 years before I'm hope- that. I'm so hoping you, it's 100. You could- yeah, I'm hoping it's 100 because I don't really want to dive into the Qui-Gon Jinn stuff like that, but I do want to get pretty close. I yeah. would like to get pretty close to that because, like, I would like to maybe see, like, a very, very young Dooku in his adolescence. You know, uh, Sifo Dyas, maybe. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, maybe a Plagueis. 
yeah, a, a young Palpatine at the end of the series. Of the series, yeah. Darth, start off with Darth Bane. Like, let make Plagueis like we could retool some of this stuff. Make Plagueis like Darth Bane's first apprentice. Like, we could do stuff like that. So, or Sifo-Dyas, one of them. Like, there's there's so much stuff you can do. And the Acolyte is where we can get some of this old Legends stuff for all the people who read all those books, you Legends fans. Now y'all are starting to get some shine. And yeah, I, I my take that I've been saying, and I said it on the, the stream as well, was that Yoda is, I, I assume, is going to be 100% in that at some oh, point. Yeah, he may, I don't think he's going to be like a major character, but, but we're going to definitely see him fight. Yeah, he's, he's sure. going to be a player in it for sure. So, so let's rank our excitement for some of the Star Wars stuff. Like, let's start from the bottom, least excited, and we'll get to most excited. This is the droid story for yeah, both for of sure. us. 1000%. All right, where do you go next? Um, I would probably go with Rangers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Bad Batch. Um, and then I'm going to go Bad Batch after that. Then I would go Rangers. Okay, so where do you go after that? I would probably go with Lando just because it has the least stakes. Okay, so I go... Okay, so I go Droids, like you said, then Bad Batch, then Rangers. I'm going to go Taika because I don't know what's coming. Oh, okay. Well, let's just both say Taika for that because I didn't even think about putting that in there. Yeah, I'm going Taika, and then next... And I then go, I say Lando. Then you go Lando, I go Patty J. Okay, and then after that, I have Visions. Okay, I go Lando. And um, then for me, it would be Andor. Okay, then I go Andor as well. Then, um, then I would probably go Acolyte. Then I go Visions. And then I would go Obi-Wan. Then I go, go Ahsoka. And then I would go Ahsoka. And then I go Obi-Wan. And, and then, then I, I go to Rogue Squadron. And then I go Acolyte number one. Yep. So my number one, let's go through it. Number one excitement, I go Acolyte, then Obi-Wan, then uh, Ahsoka, and then uh, Visions, Andor, Lando, Patty J, Taika, Bad Batch. I know, Taika, Rangers, Bad Batch, Droids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can, I'll run through mine. It's just, uh, what do you call it? Rogue Squadron, Rogue Squadron. first, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, Acolyte, um, Andor, Visions. Lando. Um, Lando, uh, Taika. Bad what was Batch. the one after that? Bad you go, you go Bad Batch, Rangers, and then Droids. And then Ra Rangers and Droids, yeah. Yeah, so super, super excited for Acolyte. You're super, super excited for Rogue Squadron. This is going to be a good time for Star Wars. It's, it's, a good, it's a good era for Star Wars and also a good era for Disney+. Plus. Shout out to Kathleen Kennedy for finally getting out of the way and, and allowing creators to create. For sure. And we'll just make sure, I just hope that, you know, especially with this High Republic thing, like we've already been told before yeah. that the, we, we've, we've already been told before that the books are supposed to mirror what's going to happen. And the books within. are apparently good. Like the first one is at least. The yeah. Charles and so, and, Soul one or whatever. And some of the book stuff has been paying off. Like the Iden Versio stuff really does play into the game stuff. Yeah, it does. Which is good. And, um, and Cobb Vanth was a book character that was, was incorporated into Mando. So we are getting that. So hopefully that continues. But we're going to move into Marvel now. And I think that Marvel had some pretty exciting stuff as well. Yes, they did. Do you want me to start this off? Um, let's start off with uh, Spider-Man 3 Spider -Man real quick. Are we doing Spider-Man news? Yeah, okay. 
Because Spider-Man threw out so much news. I, do you know exactly when that releases for Spider-Man 3? Um, I, it, I saw something that is like at the end of next year, but I don't believe that's that's true. Uh, let's see. I'll Google this real quick. You know, while you're Googling that, what we've heard is that we're going to have um, Andrew Garfield come back, Tobey Maguire, Doc Ock, Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. Um, uh, what's her name? Emma Stone, I think, is supposed to come back as Gwen State. No, it's um, Mary Both Jane. Both of them. Emma Stone okay. and Mary Jane. Okay, so Kirsten Dunst and Emma Stone are supposed to come back and reprise their roles. Jamie Foxx, you got Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, uh, William Dafoe, Green Goblin, which I confirmed. That's been confirmed. That was confirmed today. And then, uh, and then Thomas Hayden Church as Sandman. So they mixed pretty well into Andrew Garfield's and Tobey Maguire's putting it all together. It's obviously going to be um, a multiverse story uh, based upon all of this. I hope it doesn't take too far away from it's, what Tom Holland's character is doing. Cause he still is the character at the moment. It's scheduled to be released December 17th, 2021. That's what I'm uh, saying. Like was, I said, next the year. release date was changed to November 5th, 2021. So we're going to, it's, so it should be around 2021, depending on how like, that's a year from now. Make happens. Oh, also, Charlie Cox reporting his role as Daredevil in this as well, which is huge. So that tells me, I know we were speculating that She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters, was going to represent uh, Tom, uh, Tom Holland in a case because his identity was outed. But now that makes me think uh, we're going to get Matt Murdock as a lawyer representing Peter Parker. Which Peter Parker is the question though, because this is a multiverse thing. Like maybe there are more different multiverses being told here and like mixing it together and kind of putting things together. So maybe that's how they save Tom Holland. Maybe like one of the Peters acts like they is the one who messed with uh with Mysterio, or maybe they help him clear his name. There's going to be a lot of like, maybe they act like they're Spider-Man and then they prove that Mysterio didn't like Spider-Man didn't kill Mysterio. Cause I don't think we're going to get Tom Holland out as a superhero at like 18, 17. I don't think that's happening now. I don't Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very, very curious, but you know, we're also kind of thinking like, how does it play into like stuff that we saw in the Spider-Verse? Also people are um, acting like this is going to be a Spider-Verse movie. I feel like this is going to be a mm-hmm. bunch of cameos. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Multiverse, Spider-Verse was his own thing. Like Spider-Man, like Tom Holland's going to be with Doctor Strange and we're going to see a bunch of multiverse shit. The closest assumption that I can think of a movie that is going to be like this is the Flash movie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Except the thing is, the Flash movie... It, I'm in, I think the Flash movie makes more sense based upon this is Flash sure. doing this. Spider-Man is going to be interesting because it's going to revolve a lot around Doctor Strange. So I'm very interested to see how they tie. Or Wanda. Well, they've already said Doctor Strange is taking on this, the Tony role of like his mentor. Gotcha. Which so, kind of makes sense because they did have a rapport. They did. So going to be interesting. But let's get to uh, the Disney, uh, the Marvel slate announcements. We got a bunch of trailers. Let's start off with Falcon Winter Soldier. Boy, did that look Hype. good. But I have one thing. If Anthony Mackie will be the new Captain America, can he get a super soldier serum? Because right now he is just a man well, think, with a flight suit that does not have armor around him. <laughs> well, I think part of the part of the series and what we've heard from some of the rumors is that he isn't accepted as the Captain America to he's people not, yet. Yeah, so like not. that's part of that's part of the whole deal is like you know eventually he is. is 
going to have to try to assume that role. So maybe that has something to do with that. You think he's going to get a super soldier serum? That's interesting. Well, obviously, if they're going to give a super soldier serum to someone, they aren't giving it to him right now. So that's no. what I'm saying. Like, Yeah, he's going to have to. Because right now, Bucky's stronger than him, like legitimately. <laughs> so like, That's true. It's going to be interesting to see. You got to remember, Scott Lang beat that dude. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, so if he's gonna be Captain America, if the Falcon's gonna be the guy, it's like he gotta get stronger. Like, he's gotta get going. Like right now, he's just a military guy in a flight suit with some guns. War Machine's stronger than him. Iron Man's stronger than him. They they actually had suits, so they have to convince me why this guy is worthy to be Captain America. But everything we've seen looks great. I like his suit. I like how he was flying around. And Bucky looks amazing with his little cyborg arm. And I love their banter between each other. This is my most anticipated show that is coming like now that we know about. So super excited for this. We got a new WandaVision trailer. I finally realized that WandaVision there and they're going through all the different eras of TV, AKA television, WandaVision. I finally got that. Took me so long, but this looks amazing. I'm interested to see if there's a villain or if the villain is just Scarlet Witch creating this reality. I think it's the latter. I think it's Scarlet Witch. And I think this is kind of like her turn. Yeah, and then we're going to see it in Doctor Strange. Maybe Doctor Strange can bring her back to the good side. Going to be interesting to see with how she deals with the death of her lover. But the series you're most interested in, we got a new trailer for, a.k.a. Marvel's Legends of Tomorrow, the Loki series. Yeah, I think Loki came out with their trailer and it kind of uh, gave people some hope of what that series is going to entail. We saw Owen Wilson jump yeah. into it. So, you know, it looks like, it looks very intriguing and it looks like a fun ride more so than like the seriousness that we're going to get a Falcon Winter Soldier and Wand WandaVision mm-hmm. yeah. is, is iffy. Cause it's like, what are we actually doing with this? But Loki, I think is going to be kind of more fun. And um, Tom Hiddleston looks like he's, Having a ready blast. to keep doing his thing. So. Yeah, I'm shocked that he's continuing being Loki. It looks like he's just he, unlike the others, he he looks like he's ready to be Loki for a while. I, and I think like this is going to be the series that really kind of gives him the ability to get elsewhere. do his thing. Oh, because yeah, like, okay. and like because he was in you know shitty Thor movies. Yeah. And <laughs> shitty you know, Thor movies. That's hilarious. Let's, let's, let's be real. <laughs> no, mean, you're right. You're right. And so, and, and Avengers and, you know, small roles in like the later stuff. But now this is his opportunity to do his own thing and really like expand Get from on the outside of Chris Hemsworth's shadow for sure. So shit'll be dope. And like, I, I like how he's wearing that suit in there because I know people always wanted him to be James Bond. I feel like that's a little nod to that. So I'm excited for this. That trailer looked great. We also got the What If trailer, which is basically their animated series. Looks cool. Not much to talk about there. Just going to be a good little... It's it's a what-if story. It's Elseworlds. I don't like, like the animation, though. I will say that. No, I don't like the animation either. Of that it reminds me of Forces of Destiny. And I was going to say Star Wars Resistance. Yeah, it kind of does remind me of Star Wars Resistance, yeah. Don't like that animation. All right, so some of the other announcements we got. Miss Marvel the movies. TV show. Oh, okay, no. Miss Marvel TV show, yeah. Yeah, Miss Marvel TV show. Then we got Captain Marvel 2, the movie. Uh, Hawkeye TV show, uh, what's her name was confirmed. Uh, with uh, Haley Steinfeld, Haley Steinfeld, uh, She Hulk confirmed, uh, Tatiana Mislani. Then we got Fantastic Four movie by John Watts. Excited that we're getting the Fantastic Four movie, not excited that John Watts is the director. I felt like they could have chosen a better person, not really excited for him, even though his Spider Man movies were good. The thing is, if he was good, like 
why didn't they keep him on Spider-Man? Like, why did they push him to Fantastic Four? Maybe that means they have faith in his vision. But I just don't think he's the right person to do the first family. I think the point that you made on the stream, that was really good. Because, like, I do feel like the Fantastic Four has some comedic elements. And Spider-Man director would be able to bring that. But the villain development was always the issue. And he had, and the only way that his villains did well was because they were such serious actors. Of course, maybe the Doctor Doom is going to, I would assume, is is going to be be a pretty serious actor. Because he's like the Um, the next big bad of the MCU. But the thing is, if you're going to do Doctor Doom, I want a director that can really capture it. It I don't want it to be the actor that makes it great. I want it to be the actor and the words story in the story and the direction that he's given because John Watts' stories do not give justice to his villains. On another day, I think we should talk casting. Yeah, we can. We can do, we can definitely make that like an episode casting of, for for all of these things. Uh, We got quantum mania, which is the new Ant-Man movie, Jonathan majors villain of that movie. Let's fucking go. Then I think, Um, I think it's an animated TV show. I'm Groot. Uh yeah, the one thing I was gonna mention about the Ant Man three is that Cassie Lang got uh, uh recast. Of, yeah, definitely. And the poor girl only found out the day of the Disney investors. She yeah, was re- the, she was um, ready to go. She was like, "Yeah, we're about to about to do our thing." Yeah, nope. M- Emma Furman was the actress who was doing it, and um, she she did come out and say that she was sad about not being cast in the role she was really looking forward to it they're doing a new avengers like thing and we could talk about that they're setting it up through all of this hawkeye uh uh, not falcon winter soldier hawkeye miss marvel um wandavision uh ant-man quantumanium and then the next thing which i will say ironheart which is really williams gonna be the new iron man well, the one thing I was going to say real quick was who she was recast with. It was uh, Catherine Newton, who was in the mo- one thing I could think of her that she was most recently in was Detective Pikachu. Mm, okay, whatever. Well, then, yeah, we, then we got Ironheart, which is Riri Williams. I think this is going to be a TV show. And the thing, yes. cool thing about her, Brian Michael Business created her. If you're a fan of Miles Morales, same creator. But basically, she builds her own suit doesn't get it from Tony. Like she builds her own stuff. She figures out how to do it. She's super smart. One of the new smartest characters in the MCU. So excited for that. Um, we're getting a guardians of the galaxy holiday special. That's just them giving James Gunn whatever he wants. So he comes back, uh, captain Marvel two. It was announced that black Panther two will not get recast recast Mm T'Challa, which is a huge mistake. mistake. They're going to follow the side characters, which I think is dumb. How can you start off a movie with, the main guy being dead. You're trying to do Illuminati. You're trying to do all these other things. Black Panther's a crucial character. Um, I don't think Chadwick Boseman would want this character, which meant so much to him, to stop. I do, do you think? That. Do you think Ironheart might connect with Wakanda at some point? Mm, I don't think it should. They might do it. My thing is this: Riri Williams has to be independent because that's her character. For it to work, for it to be like you don't want her to be a Robin to someone else. Like the thing that makes her. Crazy. I don't. I'm not saying that she'd be a Robin. I'm saying like. But like, get her you, arm. I don't want her to get her arm. Yeah, I don't like, want that. I don't want her to collab with Shuri. Like maybe in the future, like a way way down the line. But she has to build her suit first. Um, and then I guess Armor Wars is the one that you haven't said mm-hmm. that's going to be War Machine, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm assuming Riri Williams is going to be in that too, but like, man. De- Don Cheadle just War Machines show. 
least exciting right now. That like I don't know what's more least exciting. That I am Groot or the Galaxians of the Galaxy holiday special. All of that shit. Well, I am Groot's gonna be unwatchable, honestly. <laughs> and and the Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah. But the one thing that I'm probably really excited for that's under the radar is Secret Invasion. Yep, because that's going to lead to Secret Wars. This is the Nick Fury, Ben Mendelsohn scroll show, and this is going to lead to probably learning how scrolls are secretly invading the MCU, with thus giving us the big Secret Wars movie. So all of this is hype. Still no X-Men announcement, but I figured I said we were going to get either Fantastic Four or X-Men. So this is showing me that Fantastic Four is coming first, and then they're going to set the groundwork for the X-Men to come eventually, along with the Inhumans. Because if you have Miss Marvel, you're going to have to have the Inhumans. And I think it makes sense that we get Eternals, Miss Marvel first, which sets up the two different foundations of how humans evolved, mutants and Inhumans. And we're going to get... And then once those two things happen, I think that's when we're going to get X-Men and Inhumans. Probably so. And I think the scrolls play a role in all this too. So like yep. having them included is good. I might as well um, say this now because we had it at the bottom, but uh, Jonathan Majors is rumored to appear as Kang the Conqueror in the Loki series, which is huge. And it makes sense because he's a multiverse guy. Yes, yes, and yes. Time, that he's is a time a big... travel multiverse guy. Yeah, definitely big to put in there. It's it's going to be a, a pretty big deal with that. So, yep. you know, Marvel's got a lot of stuff going on. Also, too. Kevin Feige said Blade is coming. Like, just because they didn't That's talk about line. Blade, that doesn't mean they're not coming. They have big plans with Blade. Uh, and um, I believe that... I guess the other thing that, w- that was announced was Thor, Love, and Thunder. Christian Bale got his character. Yeah, the, he's the guy. He's going to be the gore, the god slayer, and that's the person that makes Thor unworthy. Like, he's the guy that leads to Thor becoming unworthy, which I think will lead to Chris Hemsworth going through that whole spiel. But the good thing about Blade and Moon Knight, I feel like they're building to that to give us Marvel Knights, 1,000%. They're gonna, we're going to get that Blade, Moon Knight, and s- some other characters team up for, like, a dark Marvel TV show. Um, but, yeah, that was the Disney Investor Day, and that was a lot to go through. Like, I almost was like, Lyndon, man, we need to, like, do something about this now, which is why we did the Twitch stream. Yeah, Because, like, to. there was just so much to, to talk about. But and, I definitely yeah. think one episode coming up in the near future, not the next one, but probably the one after that to start off the new year, we got to do the uh, the casting of some of these things. Yeah, I mean, we might be able to talk about it next week because it really isn't... I don't, I, I don't anticipate there's going to be a lot of news in between. We're going to do Christmas movie stuff as well. But, you know, that might be something, a like conversation we, we, we should definitely have. cast Fantastic Four, maybe cast Riri Williams in Ironheart. And then I think that might be all the, like, casting that we can do, pretty much. Yeah, a lot of, peop- a lot of people have already cast. Yeah, true, true. All right, so what we got next up on the dot? Oh, uh, they also did a full cast list for Shang Chi. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that movie. Yeah, interesting enough, they didn't say the man, the uh, Mandarin. So I, I'm wondering, Tony Leung, we we were told he's going to be the Mandarin, but they gave him a different name. So I'm wondering if he becomes the Mandarin through this name that he is. Interesting to see because it is called Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. Ten Rings refers to the Mandarin. I'm interested to see if he's still going to be that or if we're going to get... I'm also interested in how Shang-Chi plays into the whole MCU. So uh, Marvel Knight, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, it's it's an interesting movie for me. I want to know how that goes. Yeah, same. Um, And then also because we're getting Riri Williams with Ironheart, we may not have gotten Mandarin versus Iron Man. We may get Mandarin versus Ironheart. Speculation. Speculation. I'm, I'm definitely predicting that. That could be, honestly, that could be the villain of Armor Wars. 
That could be the villain of Armor Wars. Where you have War Machine and Riri Williams going up against Fing Fang Foom, the dragon, and uh, the Mandarin, because that's Tony Stark's, like, main villain. And we've never seen that. So that's, like, his um, Joker, which is crazy. Yeah, that we haven't even seen it. Yeah. We haven't seen it. So let's give it to Riri Williams and uh, War Machine so they give him something to do. Um. Yeah. So that ends up everything with the Disney investors. Uh, the first we still got a shit ton of news. <laughs> the first news story that we have is actually a DC story. Quintessa Swindell has joined the cast of Black Adam and is Ooh. going to uh, play Cyclone, aka Maxine Hunkle. Cool for her. Not a lot of talk on this. We've been we've known Cyclone was coming for a while, but glad that we finally round out. And Quintessa Swindell is pretty pretty new. I, yeah, you know, she, there's nothing she's that actress. she's there's nothing that I that she's been in that I've really seen. I'm pretty sure I've seen her face somewhere. Let me just Google this real quick because I'm pretty sure I have seen her in something that my girlfriend watches. <laughs> in there, some... There's a Netflix series I know that she's been on. Okay, yeah, she's in... Uh, yes, I've definitely seen her in uh, Trinkets, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Trinkets like that... is what the show that she's in, yeah. That's the Netflix one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I've definitely seen that. And she's, she's, a, she's a damn good actress, so good for her. Glad that she's up in this. And now we got her, Noah Centino, Aldis Hodge, The Rock. Cast complete. And I think there's someone else too. But all right, next up we got, this is huge, huge, massive, huge, huge. Netflix is developing a live action series based upon the Tagashi classic Yu Yu Hakusho. Man, how do I feel about this? I tweeted this. I'm upset that Netflix keeps announcing these anime series until we see the first one. I can't comment on this because if you if I'm commenting on Who past performance, just let me say this. If I'm commenting on past performance, I have to judge you by Death Note, which is a flop. We have to see Bebop before we can co-sign any of this. You've announced Bebop, One Piece, now this. And One like piece, yeah. and like and, Be- and Avatar kind of, which kind I know it's not a Japanese anime, but but still, and if like if Bebop is not successful, then people will not be excited for One Piece or Yu Yu Hakusho. And the thing is, Yu Yu Hakusho is just as crazy as One Piece, just as crazy concept. Because think of the Dark Tournament. There's demons everywhere. How much money are you putting into this thing? I mean, the first real mission that Yusuke and them go on. And I'm not talking about Yusuke versus Hiei and Karama. I'm talking about the gang, the first real mission. They go to the demon realm and go up the Saint Beast Tower and they fight different, like, come on, fam. That's money that has to be in that. You have to make it believable. But for me to even remotely be excited for this, I have to see Bebop first. One of the funniest things I have seen about this, though, is the fan casting of Blake Griffin as... uh, As Kuwabara. Kuwabara. And that's the thing. These characters are so iconic that I don't know who you're going to cast. Also, this is one where... I feel like you really do have to, like, that's what I was stay about to true to the race. That's what I was about to say. Bebop, Ambiguous, they're, they're aliens, they're different people. One Piece, they're all different races, like Luffy's Brazilian, Zoro's Japanese, Nami is, like, sweet. Like, they're all different races, so you can get away whatever you want to do. This, they're Japanese kids. You have to, have to, have to, have to, have to have Japanese actors. I feel like maybe for Kuwabara, you could maybe do a, a white actor just because of the redhead. But he's but they're but they're like that. They go to Japanese school. Like like that's the thing. Like I'm Kuwabara and Yusuke have to be Japanese characters. Kie and Karama, you can get away with it because they're demons. 
Yeah, and Botan or whatever. And That's Bo- her name. Yeah, right? Botan and uh, Koenma. So yeah. you can get away with it with them, but Yusuke Kubar, Keiko, Japanese characters. Have to, gotta have be. to, have to. If not, you're going to get a bunch of shit. <laughs> oh. And they got to be fairly young. Yeah, they got to be. At, they're school kids. They got to be I would at say least. At, I would say at high at the height age you can maybe get a 22 year old yeah i was gonna say you can go between 17 and 22 because and you know you got you got like zendaya acting and like she's in high school so i mean like you That's can get saying. an older actor to to do it but they gotta like we gotta establish that they're like 17 at, at the yeah the highest and really in the show they're 15 or 16 but like that's what i'm saying them, like you, we maybe get away with like but that's because you scan them school, look but they got to be high school yeah that's the thing you like but like i don't want to see like someone like finn wolfhard and this shit like no like you have to give me somebody that's believable that's the thing with this so like yeah, I, I feel said, like the casting for that one is way harder than it is for like the other Bebop, stuff or even one piece like one piece you can get away with casting Zoro as like a 25-year-old, 26 because Zoro's 21. Like you could get away with maybe even doing 20, like Zoro and Sanji, you can go as high as like 27, 28 at the most. Like Frankie's a 30-year-old man, so that could be anybody. Robin's a 30-year-old woman, anybody. Nami's 20, so that could go anywhere. Usopp, 19. Luffy, 19. You could still get away with a lot of stuff with that. I so, could like, I could feel like you can maybe get Usopp older too. You could. You could. And that's the thing. And Chopper CGI, so it doesn't fucking matter. And so is uh, Brooke. So, you know. But in terms of this, I got to see One Piece and Bebop first, but more so Bebop to, to let me know, like, y'all understand how to make anime live action. Death Note was just a mistake. This is different. Yeah, I feel like this is like, this is one of those that, like, I feel like, when you have the conversations like, oh, you know, it would be cool to have a Yu Yu Hakusho live action, but like the practicality of it is just so suspect. It's it's <laughs> just it's just as suspect, if not more, as a One Piece or a Naruto. They're all in the same ballpark. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like so, I feel like you know, Cowboy Bebop makes sense. Like you could do it does. that. It Black Lagoon um, like that. That type of shit is just like stuff that American studios should be able to make like easily. And if they don't accomplish that. Which makes me think you're going to accomplish the guy shooting a spirit gun out of his finger at a demon that has horns and multiple eyes and multiple arms or energy sword versus all these different demons. He with all his different eyes on his arms and his bodies when he turns green or the fucking different saint beast. One's a big tiger man. One is a, 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 a ice guy. One's a, a rock like like, come on, fam. Like this could be hard to do. So y'all better put yeah. the budget behind it and you have to make it believable. So, yeah. But- yeah. But that's all I got on uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, so Seth MacFarlane, he's going to reboot Revenge of the Nerds with the Lucas Bros. Oh, that's huge. I'm excited for that. The Lucas Brothers uh, are great actors. And Seth MacFarlane, we've seen uh, him have success in live action with uh, his Star Trek uh, spoof, which is... Uh, yeah, the or- Orville. Yeah, the Orville, and we love Family Guy. So good for Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, I think this is a, a good collab here like, uh, with the Lucas Bros because we have we've only really seen them in Twenty Two Jump Street and their show, which they which they did good, yeah, they and did. their show, which is a very very good cartoon that you should all go watch. Yeah, I wish um, they had more so, seasons. Yes, so I, you know I'm glad to see that they're back and doing something. So that this is this is good. I'm mean, Revenge of the Nerds is a classic, and you know revamping it to like Make current it, times is going to be how problematic Revenge of the Nerds is. With like the, the 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 date rape and all that shit, so 
gonna be interested to see. It's an '84 movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what we got next? Um, Into the Spider Verse Two is gonna release October seventh, two thousand twenty-two. Uh, Joaquin Dos Santos, who uh, was a director for Voltron, and uh, uh, he's going to direct the upcoming sequel. And um, he will also be joined by screenwriter David Callum, who is credit, whose credits include, include writing the script for Wonder Woman 1984 and Shang-Chi. Oh, he's directed a lot of good uh, good. Joaquin Dos Santos, he has. Yeah, from Avatar to Korra to Shazam versus Superman to shit. He was on, he did even work with Collider TV Talk. Crazy. Yes. We mm-hmm. didn't know that about so, this guy. Yeah, so he's definitely someone that I'm very confident in putting into the Spider-Verse sequel. Yeah, and also good. having um, David Callum, who you know, did Wonder Woman and Shang-Chi. I, I think this is a you know, good team. Yeah, good for him. Because when I saw that, they said they, they, he worked on Avatar. I thought they were talking about the, the mm-hmm. real one. And I was like, oh, my gosh, please, no. But no. G- good for him. I'm hyped for this. Dope, dope, dope. All right, what we got next? Um, next up, we trailers. got trailers. Oh, yeah, so the first trailer is... Made to you by the producers of Extraction, Old Guard. We now got the next Netflix action film outside the wire starring Anthony Mackie and, and uh, Dam, uh, Damon, uh, what's this dude's name from fucking uh, uh, Snowfall? Great actor. I want to see him in more shit. And honestly, he's uh, one of my choices to uh, be Jon Stewart if it doesn't go to... Uh, fucking jdw but damson idris and uh anthony mackie are doing this futuristic thing where the army is fighting these robots and basically anthony mackie is this cyborg human that has advanced robot uh advanced robotics he's basically cyberpunk in this world and they're just basically doing badass shit are you excited kind of reminds me of irobot a little bit a little bit a little bit got some of those vibes in there are you excited for this um as a Netflix movie, sure. Like, it, yeah. it's it's one of those things where, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, this is something that's going to be for free on Netflix. Like, you know, I've, I've watched the the crappy Netflix movie. I've seen Old Guard. I've seen Extraction. I just watched yeah. Ava the other day, which wasn't really that good. Yeah, and, and we're, so, we're probably going to review Outside the Wire anyway. <laughs> and probably so. <laughs> so, probably so you know so, good for, uh, good but for we, we like it's one of, another one of those cases where we like the actors love the actors so we're gonna want to see it uh, sad that this what's is the damon execution e- be? this is damon idris is like starting to movies because like he's a great actor if you've seen snowfall he's a, he's amazing great. so you know but next up we got liam neeson out of uh cancel culture after his racy remarks with the marksman he's basically this guy that's uh protecting this family who escapes across the border from the cartel. Schubert, does this look good? It looks all right to me. I think it looks pretty good. Um, I definitely am interested in watching it. That's for sure. Um, I don't know. Like, it's all going to depend on, like, how I have to watch it. If I have to pay for it, I don't know if I'm going to pay for it. But Yeah, that's uh, the I'll thing. Watch I'll watch it if I don't have to. I hope it's on streaming because this is not something I'm paying to rent. Well, everything's gonna be on streaming, but you know what you know, I mean. Like, I'm not paying. I'm not paying to rent this. It has to be something that's easily accessible, because this seems like this should sure. be VOD release where it's like rent for. It has, it has some questionable. Are we sure? As Lyndon like to point out. Yeah, big time, big time. Like in the trailer, Liam Neeson has like a hunting sniper right, a hunting rifle with a scope, and he shoots at a car, and the fucking car flips. I'm like, 
Are we sure? Like, huh? What? Is that real? It kind of no, reminds sir. me a little bit of like, a, I guess maybe not Gran Torino, but like, you know, the older guy. That's a good, like, that's a good call. Cause that's, it's definitely Gran Torino-esque. It feels like this could have been a Clint Eastwood movie. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I felt, I get those vibes from this. I'm with you 1000%. And the final trailer uh, is the Bob Odenkirk, David Leach or David Lecht, uh, the director of John Wick. This is Bob Odenkirk's John Wick. Basically, he is this former assassin who left everything behind to be a mild, meek mannered uh, family guy, family dad. The His old life comes in. His former last contract wants to take him out. And now he has to go back into the life to protect his family. Good for Bob a, Odenkirk. Yeah. It looked pretty good. It looks pretty good, man. Like I think that this is uh, out of all the trailers, it's the best movie. one. Yeah, for sure. So I'm I'm definitely gonna watch it. I just hope it doesn't follow too much like John. I hope it doesn't feel too much like John Wick, too much like Punisher. It's 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 definitely in the vein of something we've seen before. It's like a mixture of both, yeah. Yeah. So that's all we got for trailers. Next up, Chris Pines is in negotiations to star in the new Dungeons and Dragons movie. How much do we want to bet that Chris Pine is gonna be an avatar for a kid? I mean, if that's the way that the movie is going to go, like, or, like, or do you think it's like, going to be like an actual, like, instead of people LARPing and going inside of the world, like having a magic board and going inside the world, you think it's going to actually just be the world itself? I kind of think it's going to be the world itself. Or like, if it is like what you're saying, where people jump into it as I feel like he's like one of the, like, uh, the, he's the main guy, know, the, he's the, the non-playable characters that the NPCs. Oh, you think he's an NPC? Yeah. Like, I think that he's like, Welcome to like the, the, the oh okay. See, I was thinking he was like the the rock in Jumanji. Like I think I feel like he's like the guy. Like he's the knight that someone chooses. Well, you don't I cast Chris like, Pine to be an NPC. No way. Well, I mean, I think like a serious NPC. Like I'm talking about like you know he's. I'm not, I'm not gonna say like the sidekick, but like more like a villain or something. Like something that they have to like mm-hmm. encounter overcome. and like overcome. Well, who's gonna be the main peep? Like that's the thing. Like if it's not like. I don't know, but if it's the other way, I, I well, no matter what, I feel like he's the main guy. But if it's the way that you suggested the world, then he's definitely a knight. Like if we're just going straight up into the world, he's definitely a knight. Like there's no I way. Don't, you guys I, I still time. don't know if I'm even gonna watch this movie. Like I just oh don't, no, I, just don't. I gotta see a trailer. Like this is like excitement level low, super low. I'm just so, like, surprised Chris Pine would want to jump into it, but I could totally man. see him as someone who like played Dungeons and Dragons. So. True. Like, I just thought his career was on the up and up. Hell and high water, all this good stuff he's been doing. And now More we're doing Dungeons and, and now we're doing Dungeons and Dragons, which I hear is phenomenal. By the way, the reviews are out. They say it's great. Oh yeah. 1984. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, but we're going uh, to see it in a week. Facts. Next up, we got Emma Stone is the star in a half-hour comedy, The Curse, after Showtime handed a series order to the show from Nathan Felder and Beanie Safady, a.k.a. the Safady Brothers. The genre-bending comedy explores how an alleged curse disturbs the relationship of a newly married cover as they try to conceive a child while co-starring on their new problematic HGTV TV show. This sounds fucking amazing. This sounds is gonna hilarious. Be, this is going to be funny. But I feel like it's going to be thrilling because the Safety Brothers cannot make something not feel stressful. You're going to feel stressed in this. It's going to be funny. Str- like I'm so, so interested to see this because I'm a big Safety Brother fan from Good Time to Uncut Gems. Interesting that they're going with Nathan Felder and Emma Stone for their next thing. But shout out to Showtime. Showtime's like, nah, we're coming to play now, baby. 
Like, we're not just going to be left in the outskirts of premium television. Like, we're coming. Yeah, show, Showtime's, like, pay for us now. Like, Showtime's yeah. making you pay for them now. Like, That's a fact. You know. And they're doing a good job, and they have great movies on there, too. Like, they're, they're, they're making you, like, it's a good thing to add Showtime they're, they're like, to Amazon we're, we're, or Hulu. Shameless might be done, but we're going to give you some stuff. Yeah, that's a fact. So, and I'm loving the new season of Shameless so far. Yeah, I've been way back in that series. You need to catch up. It is great. But uh, what we got next? Uh, Production has wrapped on Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley, the upcoming psychological thriller film led by a starry ensemble, including Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, Rudy Mara. I'm a big Tony Collette fan now. She's great, yeah. Yeah, ever since Knives Out and Hereditary, she is amazing. Uh, Willem Dafoe, Richard Jenkins, and Ron Perlman. The film centers on an ambitious young Carney, who's played by Bradley Cooper, with a talent of manipulating people for with a few well-chosen words. He hooks up with a female psychiatrist, who's played by Blanchett, who it turns out is even more dangerous than he is. I'm hyped for this. A new Bradley Cooper movie where it's a psychological thriller by Guillermo del Toro. And it's like this dude is a con man, and now he's the, he, a psychologist. Is gonna be it's a pretty even much gonna be like the dark car. It's gonna be like a dark carnival. I'm dark circus. I am hype for this. Super super hype. Love the cast: Willem Dafoe, Rooney Mara, like we said, Tony Collette, Ron Perlman, Richard Jenkins. Great cast, great director. Sign me up. Quick question: Have you seen the Rooney Mara TV show where she's fucking a student on, oh, on Hulu? You're talk- where yeah, she's you're the talk- teacher. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Watch that. The thing is called a teacher. Shit is crazy. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I want to watch it. I can't get my my girlfriend to watch it because she is a teacher and she's like, that's just too creepy. <laughs> she, but you gotta watch it. Shit's crazy. Shit is nuts. I was watching that with my girlfriend. I was like, wow. <laughs> uh, well, we we'll talk about your honor and talking about you know students getting with teachers. Wow. Uh, teaser. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> but what we got next? <laughs> Uh, Robert Eggers wrapped production on The Northman. Uh, the epic Viking drama is Eggers' third directorial feature um, following acclaimed indie hits The Witch and The Lighthouse. Ooh, great. Uh, a co-production between New Regency and Focused Features. The Northman stars Alexander Snarsgaard in a Viking revenge saga set in Iceland in the turn of the 10th century. Eggers' ensemble cl- cast includes his Lighthouse star Willem Dafoe oh, and go. The Witch... And the witch breakout on a Taylor Joy, plus Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, uh, Case Bang, Klaus and Bjork. And Bjork. Klaus oh, Bang. What a great cast! Excited for this. Robert Eggers is becoming a great director. A Viking drama, which I'm, I love. I love all these period pieces. When we go Greek mythology, when we go chi- uh, Japanese Chinese mythology, when we go a- African mythology. So let's get some Vikings in here. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just got off the heels of watching Queen's Gambit, so I'm definitely interested in seeing Anna Taylor Joy and something else. I think she's really about to like, hit it big, break out. Like, even though New Mutants wasn't huge, I'm well, a fan. After watching uh, Queen's Gambit, I'm like, damn, they underutilized her in New Mutants. Like, and she I thought like, she was great, and I thought she was great in New Mutants. So now she's about to do Mad Max with my boy Yaya, and now this, great. Let's go, Anya. Big year in terms of like that list that we make. You're on that list now because you're about to oh for it. sure you're like the for sure and I want to go women. back and watch her thing Emma like I've heard that's really good so like I yeah you heard that she, that she, hot take you're like the Timothy Chalamet for female actresses Anya Taylor Joy or is that too much is that too big is that Saoirse Ronan is that too much 
I think that she and Saoirse Ronan might almost be near par. Like, Saoirse is definitely on top because she's had the roles already. The Oscar roles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, I feel like Anna Taylor-Joy's on her heels. Like, yeah. okay, well, I could probably do those roles. Exactly. And I can do Blockbuster, which you can't do. Like, I can do Mad Max and be physical and do Furiosa. Saoirse Ronan, I don't know if you can do that. We're about to see what Saoirse Ronan can do when she does that uh, cop show oh true true true, true 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 all right next up we got hbo has has now given us the casting uh, or the leads at least of the house of dragon the uh targaryen tv show olivia cook matt smith and emma drc have joined patty consident as in the uh straight to series game of thrones prequel series uh the series has five lead characters king viscerous targaryen which is uh considine allison hightower which is cook Princess Rhaenya Targaryen, which is the RC, and Prince Damon Targaryen, which is Smith, Matt Smith, as well as Lord Corlys uh, Valerian, known as the Sea Snake, who becomes hand to the Queen Rhaenya Targaryen during the Dance of Dragons. The last key role is still being cast. Danny Sapani, Penny Dreadful, is currently in talks for this. I'm interested to see if we will see any Lannisters, any, uh, uh, what's the other thing? Um, any, uh, not Snow. Oh, no, no. The uh, God. Oh my gosh. Uh, Starks. Any Starks? Yeah. yeah. We will. I'm, I'm assuming because they're, they're still they're still on, they're still big houses of, at the time. Yep. So excited so, for all of that. And Matt Smith looks like he belongs in Game of Thrones. And Baratheon. So. Well, oh yeah, Baratheon. We'll see we're gonna see all those old families too, because it's when every like the High Garden fam, like you know, we're gonna see all those people. So shit is lit. I'm excited to get back into the Game of Thrones world. Hopefully they. Do this better than the first one. Yeah, I, I kind of wondering like what they're pulling from here. Like, are they having people like drive the story forward? Or are they using are the they taking it from somewhere else? Yeah, so like that's so like the, the stuff that I'm worried about here. So we shall see. Next up, we got Universal has acquired the rights for Nita Pritros or Pruro's not yet released debut novel, The Maid. Oscar nominee Florence, uh, Florence Pugh is set to play the titular character in the film. It is set at the Regency Grand Hotel where Molly, the maid, leaves every room perfect and pristine while getting to know each guest's dirty secrets. A clue-like locked room whodunit, the maid explores Molly's descent into the murderous underbelly of her gilded workplace while telling a timely story about the strengths of our differences you know me love murder mysteries love florence Pugh from uh our one of our favorite horror movies midsommar now she's like getting in this oscar bait murder mystery thing which i'm excited for but you're not a midsommar fan i think that movie was weird it was weird but it was i don't know if i ever want to see it again me neither but it was great we can acknowledge it was was awesome we're a fan of it like we're big fans of that movie but yeah so are you excited for this uh yeah i think uh this uh, but i don't really know if i see florence Pugh as like the detective or but i mean well, she's I guess not she's a detective she's like, just yeah. she's just snooping she's messy and she like snoops too much and she like finds some shit she ain't want to find so you know i need to see the, a trailer for this but you know i'm a big florence Pugh fan and i do like good mystery yeah, same. So I'm interested to see who the, the rest of the cast is. Like you said, who are the scoundrels that she deals with and who is the detective that will make make or break this movie. So uh, next up we got, which is the, one of the most interesting announcements we've seen in a while, but Sebastian Stan still doing these like 
biopicky things. He went from I, Tanya to now this. Sebastian stands in Lily James and talks to Star in a Hulu limited series about Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. The project will delve into a tumultuous relationship between the rock star and the model actress, including the famous incident with their honeymoon sex tape was stolen and leaked to the public. Seth Rogen is actually in talks to be the per- be the person who steals and leaks the sex tape. I bet he's he's been like clamoring for that one. He's like, I want to do the sex tape. <laughs> this sounds good. I'm excited. Hulu, Disney Plus coming up, man. They're trying to be big. So this I'm is a Hulu original. Your biopics, like you know, these are small stories that I feel like we want to we want to honestly. Their- I feel like biopics work better on TV because you can tell the full life or a full event. Like you said, this is a, an event. Like we're, we're not getting Pamela Anderson or Tommy Lee's full story. No, we're getting eight episodes about this event in their life, which is perfect. My, well, we'll probably we'll get backstory through flashbacks. Of For like, sure. Um, be as bad as they are. Like Tommy Lee is obviously, you know, was pretty abusive. So like we're going to get, you know, into most likely, but you know, Sebastian Stan still playing these abusive people, man. I, I like I said, going from I Tanya to now this. You're just trying to do everything you can to not play Luke Skywalker, I guess. <laughs> That's what it is, yo. <laughs> do it, bro. He's like, fuck y'all. I don't, I don't look like Mark Hamill. I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> Tommy Lee. <laughs> oh man. All right, but yeah, that's all, all right. I got on this. Time to give Ryan Gosling some props. <laughs> yeah, Anna DeArmas is going to join Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans and the Russo brothers, The Gray Man, for Netflix. Look, even though the Russo brothers did Extraction, this more and more as I hear about this The Gray Man, I'm a fan. Shout out to Ryan Gosling. I'm excited to see him and Chris Evans and Anna DeArmas in this like, in this like CIA story. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I am yeah. hyped. That's a that's a star-studded cast right there, especially for a Netflix show. Like that's like the the peak of like mm-hmm. what you on, on like a Netflix. Netflix, Netflix wish like for them to get this cast. That tells me this movie has to be good, bro. This has to be good. Is it made from a book? I don't, I don't know that. I don't know. Well, the Cleveland the director, Gray Man Spot. Oh yeah, it's based on the first of Mark Greeny's novels featuring Court Gurney who is uh, a sort of an American version of James Bond, which is uh, going to be Ryan Gosling as Gentry and Chris Evans as his nemesis, Lloyd Hansen. The movie is a real mono mono between these two great actors who represent different versions of the CIA and what it can be and what it can do. For those who are fans of Captain America Winter Soldier, this is them moving into that setting. Huh? Wait, what'd you say? Honor to Armas going from James Bond to faux James Bond. Pretty much, pretty much. So I'm hyped for this. Let's go. Shout out to Anna DeArmas. Love seeing her get roles. But what we got next? A revival of the Nickelodeon series iCarly has been ordered at Paramount Plus, one of the newer streaming services out there. The original stars Miranda Cosgrove, Jerry Trainer, and Nathan Kress are all set to appear in the new version. Wow, what about Sam? Was you saying fuck Sam? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, I think Jeanette McCurdy was like, I don't need this. <laughs> And I just saw Miranda Cosgrove get cast in like this new movie, like this. Uh, well, what is she in? She just got cast in something that looked pretty cool. And I'm like, why is she going back to I Carly? I don't know, man. I feel like uh, Jeanette, like after it was like, okay, you spun me off and did Sam and Cat, and that was trash. So I don't know if I trust you anymore. And look, shout out to uh, the Animaniacs. Reboot it, reuse it, 
retool it, reshoot it. <laughs> yeah. <Yo, yo. laughs> Side note with that, like I finished that whole thing, dude. Oh, it's my amazing. God. And now like they killed that. <laughs> like, maybe the one thing that I thought was a little bit corny was the zit cartoon, <laughs> but everything else, like I thought was like, you know, reboot it, comedy. reuse it, retool it, reshoot it. <laughs> that shit, that is exactly what this iCarly shit is. So, but you know, some something had to get people to buying Paramount Plus, but it's not. Gonna be is me. it this? Like, is this getting you to, uh, you know, watch iCarly? I said it's not me. <sighs> yeah, so we shall yeah. see. I, but one streaming service that is coming out that I am that I probably might buy is the Discovery Plus. <laughs> you know, that's right up my alley. Just Food Network shows. I gotta watch. I got, 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 got their to watch. own special content on there. Bobby Flay in his own show, like that's probably gonna be the notes next next week. There's just not not enough time to dive into that, but like <laughs> that's a that's a streaming service right there. Uh, Forge and Fire, like all these new stuff, like the I'm, HGTV stuff. Look, I'm I'm not the biggest HGT fan, but I love House Hunters, so you know I'm I'm definitely might check this out. So you know I'm glad you said that because Discovery Plus was definitely on my mind, but. Next up, NBC is developing a Zorro, uh, developing Zorro, a contemporary take on the classic mass vigilante with a gender swap co-written by the brother and sister duo of Roberto, of Robert and Rebecca Rodriguez, directed by Rebecca. Zorro centers on Sola Dominguez, an underground artist who fights for social justice as a contemporary version of the myth, of the myth, of the mythical Zorro. Her life is threatened by several criminal organizations after she tries to expose them. I would be more excited for this if this wasn't on NBC. I agree. Because I don't think uh, we're going to get to see uh, Robert Rodriguez and his sister uh, get to really be Robert Rodriguez. Now, the the thing, the pushback I'll give you is that, is that uh, the show that you were just praising um, is what, what was it? Gosh, I can't remember the this name. Is us? This is Us. Shoot That's us. an NBC. What are we talking? Wait, wait. Are we comparing This Is Us to what the Zorro shit is about to be? Because This well, Is I'm Us. Saying, like, if this is us, like you know, really tells like some drama, and you but, know, and and NBC also has Law and Order, which also gets into some drama and some and some heavy stuff. But I'm questioning the violence, like that's what I'm questioning. The drama will be there, the storytelling will be there, but will we get to see the like the the sword fighting, gun toting, shooting that Zorro enthralls and what Robert well, Rodriguez brings? You can film. do that without serious blood. Well, yeah, uh, that's what I'm when I think Robert Rodriguez, I'm thinking bloody, gory, fucking uh, what's that? The Desperado. Like, let's go. Yeah. Once upon a time in Mexico. Let's Donna. go. Yes. We're not Donna the Dead. What's it called? The vampire movie in Mexico. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead. OK. Yeah, that's what it is. One hundred percent. So, you know, we, we shall see. But you're right. NBC does tell good drama. I'm just concerned about the action. Glad you called me out on that because that, that's true. But next up, we got Adam McKay's Don't Look Up. Already has a huge cast of famous faces, but we got one more. Chris Evans is joining as uh, is joining Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep in the Netflix dark comedy about two low-level astronomers who embark on a media tour to warn mankind of the approaching asteroid that will destroy Earth. DiCaprio and Lawrence are apparently playing the astronomers. Streep is the president of the United States. There's no info on Evans yet. Once again, here's a reminder of the, all the people that's going to be in it. 
You got Leo, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, Timothy Chalamet, Ariana Grande, Kid Cudi, Matthew Perry, Hamish Patel, Tomar Sisley, Tyler Perry, Melanie Laskin, Ron Perlman, and now Chris Evans. Yo, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> I think I think it's a really funny concept. You know, it's a Netflix dark comedy. Adam McKay, who we know from uh, Vice, yeah, and uh, and um, Big he, Short. He comedy. I'm pretty sure he was a part of like some Will Ferrell stuff too, right? Yeah, and he and he was uh he did the Lego Movie. I'm pretty sure he was part of it. So you know he, he can he can get comedic and he can also get a little dark. So you know Meryl Streep being the president, I think, is an interesting concept. But Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence going on a tour around the world to warn them about an uh, an asteroid that could destroy the it Earth. It doesn't sound like a Leo movie. That's what interests me. Like it doesn't sound the typical Leo movie. Like Leo does these things where he's these he's these. Well, he also doesn't do Netflix. That too. But he's these he's this figure. But I think seeing Martin Scorsese do Netflix with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino changed that for him. But seeing Leo as this guy, he's always these characters where we see them take on this dark path and fall off. Wolf of Wall Street, Departed, like Aviate. Like we always see him as these guys, but like this sounds like it's gonna be a little a little different, you know? Well, I feel like in, in the same vein, I feel like he could be someone who was at the top of like scientists mm. or, or astronaut or something like that, but he's like fallen off. Yeah. And so true. like, or like, do we trust you? Are you just a drunk now? You know, something, stuff like that. True. And like, look, Adam McKay has made some great stuff. He's directed vice. He's directed a couple episodes of succession. He directed the big short. And if you can make the big short entertaining, then like, yo, got to give you a shot. He directed Step Brothers, so we That's know he can do comedy. So, you know, shout out, shout out to this movie. I'm excited for this. Uh, Shubert, now you can get us into the final stuff of Quick Stories. Yeah, the Quick Stories. So do you want me to read them all off? or Yeah, read them all off, and then we'll talk about, we'll just talk about which one's intriguing. All right, so we've talked about it up front. Jonathan Major's rumored King the Conqueror to appear in Loki. Um, this is one that I put in. Thomas Jane wants to direct a Punisher project starring John Berenthal. Uh, Bad Bunny is now going to be in the bullet train. Jesus. Kevin Hart, rumored to play Roland in Borderlands. Michael B. Jordan is in talks to star in the new Scarface reboot. (laughs) (laughs) I asked you if you read it. Um, And then we have some character details. We'll get back to that. (laughs) Uh, Mortal Kombat set a new release date um, for April 16th. The trailer it will come on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. One of those, something like that. Uh, a new Sonic animated show is in the world is in the works for Netflix and is going to debut in 2022. Should be good. I, I, I I'm excited dig- for that. Uh, Elsa Gonzalez has been cast alongside Jake Gyllenhaal and Abdul uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen in Michael Bay's action thriller Ambulance. Man, I feel like uh, Isa Gonzalez is losing all the roles to Ana de Armas. Like, Ana de Armas came in and took all the Isa Gonzalez roles because this is basically her doing the Ana de Armas thing with Chris Evans and uh, and, uh, Ryan Gosling. I feel like Netflix was like, well, we liked your audition for that, but we got Ana de Armas. Why don't you go join Jake Gyllenhaal and Yaya in this ambulance movie? (laughs) With Michael. That's the thing, man. It's like, I love Isa. I love Jake. I love Yaya. Well, and let me not say I, I love Jake just like that. I fucking love Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, he's on my top actors list. And it's like, man, I'm so happy that you two are going together. And the, the thing is, they're like brothers who are like, ba- like doing like this mission thing. But it's like Michael Bay 
like, I don't know if I'm fucking with Michael Bay, especially yeah. after all of his most recent COVID movie. Yeah, Songbird. He, he was song. He did song. Oh yeah, he, he produced did. it. Or I, I don't know if he directed it. Ugh. Yeah, and like, basically, the script is based on the original Danish film, which uh, basically is like these brothers are doing doing something. So, and they changed it from like I think real brothers to something else. So we're gonna see, but yeah. Who knows? And I'm also excited for the Sonic series, which I think Sonic working and a- animated is dope. Sonic's at an all-time high. You're getting the new movie, this animated series, and some new games. Good for that franchise. Uh, Thomas Jane, after you told me what he directed, being the yeah, Expanse... Yeah, he's, he's directing The Expanse, so... I'm a little more hyped now, if he would, to get Punisher, but, you know, I don't know if Marvel's going to do that. I don't, I don't know if Marvel's going to do that, like, and, unless they sold it to Sony, but they're not going to do that either. Yeah, so. and then Bad Bunny going being in Bullet Train is just like to bring eyes to Bullet Train. Bringing well, I mean, I, that's what I feel like when you were talking about with Cardi B being in Hustlers, this is what made me mm-hmm. think of that. I was like, yeah, Bad Bunny's going to be in Bullet Train. Yeah. Like, come on. Kevin Hart being serious as Roland? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like thinking about casting Kevin Hart in Borderlands is just like, okay, well, Borderlands is done. Yeah. Like, that's obviously, it's, it's a no watch. That's a bad choice. Yeah, that's a bad, bad choice. And now, Michael B. Jordan talks to star in the new Scarface reboot. Uh, this is what it's about. Born with an iron will and shrewd moxie, Tony claws his ways out of poverty in Mexico to become one of the biggest cocaine dealers in America. As an impoverished 13-year-old living on the streets, Tony is recruited by a sadistic drug dealer who moves him into a training camp where teenagers are taught to become savage drug dealers. He and his friends eventually escape to Los Angeles where Tony's drive, skill, and violence propel him up the ladder of success is that michael b jordan how was he born in mexico like i don't know toss my hands I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> this was supposed to be diego luna at some point you remember that like he was in talks to do it at some point and then they changed it up well now diego luna got cassie and that's probably what he's and now they're trying to do michael b does michael b want this can he do this like i don't know <laughs> Like, Michael B. seems like the clean-cut block, but, like, Michael B. really seems like this Will Smith-type actor, and now he's going in this way that's more Denzel-y, more Jamie Foxy. Can he do it? I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I, f- I don't feel like this is, like, a Michael B. Jordan thing. Like, when I was reading it, I was like, Michael B. Jordan? I feel you- like that's just a name that they're trying to look for a guy that looks pretty like him. That's what I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> but they say he's in talks. So if he's in talks, he might get casted. So I don't know. But Michael B. Jordan is Scarface. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to see. But next up, let's get into the, sh- the segment of the show where we suggest to you a movie or TV show that is coming out this week for you guys to watch, or at least before the next episode. This is Movie on the Rise or TV on the Rise. Schubert, what you got for us this week? Uh, so the movies, uh, the much anticipated Riz Ahmed movie is out on Amazon out now. now. Sound yeah. of Metal. I'm, I'm uh, watching that this week. Uh, that and coming out this weekend, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, starring Viola Davis and um, and Chadwick Boseman. His last uh, movie. Re- I've been watching a lot of press for this. I hear it's um, great. So I'll, I'll read the synopsis for people who don't know who this is. It is it's a biopic. Um, Chicago, 1927, a recording session, tensions rise between Ma Rainey, her ambitious horn player, and the white management determined to control the uncontrollable mother of blues. 
um, based on the Pulitzer Prize winner, August Wilson's play. This seems like it could be Oscar bait. Um, it could be. It really yeah, could be. In a low year. That's something we're going to have to talk about before 2021 is who wins this Oscar? Well, we can talk about that at the Bros Who Binge Awards because, like, I don't know what's getting best movie. Well, I do know what's getting best movie from me. So we we shall see. But all right, cool. I love all your all suggestions. Right. And I'm going to check out uh, well, Sound of the, Matter for sure. The last thing for TV is um, on... Oh gosh! Oh, it's on uh, Apple TV. It's called Earth at Night in Color. It's it's your nature documentary narrated by Tom night. Hiddleston. Ooh, okay. It's uh, it's different places on Earth with the nature at night, but mm-hmm. the cameras that they use are so good that mm-hmm. well, no, the cameras that they use are so good that like you know, like the African savanna, for example, the first episode, it looks like it's daytime. Mm-hmm. Like it's so it's so bright. Like, like it's not like messing up with animals or whatever, but like the camera that they use makes it look like daytime. Crazy. So like you can see out. like what they're doing at night and just perfectly. Oh, that's dope. I'm gonna definitely watch that. Apple TV is on my computer, so I'm watching that. <laughs> it's cool. It's it's a nice little thing to watch. It's they're short. Tom Hiddleston does a good job narrating it. It's cool. Hell yeah. Well, what I got for y'all is a new stand-up special. Shout out to uh, Andrew Schultz. I'm a big Andrew Schultz fan. He was on the Brilliant Idiots podcast with Charlemagne. That was like his main thing. And basically, he started his own podcast thing with with, uh, Flagrant 2. And like, he was this stand-up comedian that did basically... He did... Oh, keep going. Oh, well, basically, he... uh, Took his, like, Netflix didn't want to give him a special at first. So he was like, he literally said, fuck y'all. And then, like, made his own, like, content network creation thing, his own YouTube platform, and started doing basically tonight show type sketches on Instagram. They blew up. He got so popular that Netflix was like, all right, well, now we want to fuck with you. And then he was like, well, if we're doing it, we're doing it on my own terms. And this is that. So I'm super excited to see this Andrew Schultz Saves America that's out this Thursday. Or, well, this is out today when you guys hear this. What I want to ask you about that, he's the guy who did a lot of uh, stuff on, like, guy code. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that was him. That was him. Yeah, 100%. That is him. So y'all check that out today. Also on Netflix, if you are an MTV fan, if you are a real-world fan, if you are a fan of arguably – the fifth major sport in America. Well, hell, challenge. I mean, if you're a fan of Big Brother, are you the one? Like, they put all these people on the show. And it's called The Challenge. All the ep- all the old episodes on Netflix, and there's a new challenge going on right now called uh, Double Agents or Secret Agents where people are backstabbing each other. We don't know. I, I just started watching it. I'm in it. I'm hyped. So if y'all want to get ready for that stuff and learn some of the old faces... Go watch the this old. This is gonna be my new trash TV bag because I haven't never really gotten into the challenge it's the before. Fifth, it's the fifth major sport in America. So, like, I'm about to to watch these on Netflix and see how I feel about it. <laughs> Let me know, and then we can watch the new challenge together. And the final show I'm suggesting is the show we're reviewing now. Your Honor, look, we're two episodes in. The third episode comes out Sunday. I'm letting y'all know spoiler tweets are coming. I'm going to be spoiling from now on. It took me everything not to spoil after I saw episode two. I was like, Schubert, are you watching this? He was like, yeah, I'll watch it. So don't spoil. I was like, all right, bet. And I haven't said anything to anyone. I'm holding out till the end of this episode. But that is that. All right, Schubert, let's do Mando. Let's hurry up, get out this out of the way, because I want to talk about your honor so bad. Me too. Me too. So with Mando... We were two weeks behind. I didn't the, even realize we were two weeks behind. It's because we've talked about it on the Twitch stream. And we again, we encourage people. We'll probably, we are most likely going to do the finale 
Friday. So it's a reaction. It's not a full review. It's a reaction. Um, and I would say that, you know, the first episode that were that we missed was the tragedy. And it's arguably my favorite episode of the season uh, where they go to. Um, oh, man, I can't remember planet names right now because we've talked about so much stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, is it something we, with a T? Typhon, Ty, I think, or, or something Typhon. like that. It's, it's where the uh, Jedi Temple or whatever is. Yeah, the, it was where the Jedi Temple was. He takes, uh, Mando takes Grogu up there to like, you know, use him as the beacon to try and seek out other Jedi. Uh, eventually, Grogu does get to using the force the and, and, and meditating and, and figuring all that out. There was a blue butterfly, butterfly that I think is going to be something to play in just some more lore check on that because it does tie into Ben Solo and Vader. Yep. So like, I, you know, it could be like a, a dark side redemption or even a, a, a dive into the dark side. So we don't, we don't know what all that's going to entail yet, but uh, that's the Jedi side of things. But what's the craziest part about this episode for me is that we the slave one comes flying out of the sky and I just geek out. I'm like, no freaking way. Boba Fett is here, bro. He's like, Mando, give me my armor. And Mando's like, I'll give it to you. If you agree to help me save this kid, they do it. Oh no, dude, you're getting, you're getting way too ahead of yourself. He comes down and he's like, yo, like give me my armor. And he's like, what do you mean? Like you can't have this armor. And he's like, no, I want my armor, bro. Yeah. And like, and it's just he's like oh, it was dude, my dad's armor. He was a Mandalorian. Yeah, he, like he's like, who are you? I'm like, I'm just a man trying to find my way in the universe. Just like his dad said in episode two, Attack of the Clones. It's just so <laughs> sick, dude. It's just like full culmination of the Boba Fett character, uh, Tamara Morrison, doing his Killed damnedest it. to make this you know new Boba Fett. And uh, Dad Bob Boba Fett was badass. He was whooping people's ass with a stick. Just whooping niggas' ass. A gaffy stick, which is usually no used armor. by sand people. Yep. And then, and then his partner Phoenix just sniping people, just sniping these stormtroopers that are coming in to try to take Baby Yoda. And the whole time I'm like, Mando, why aren't you standing by Baby Yoda? But I get it. Whatever. He doesn't have to stand he by left. him. It's one of those classic tropes. Are we like, sure? Like, why did you leave? And why don't you have your jetpack on? Like, that was my thing the whole time. If he had his jetpack on, things would have been different. He could have flown, saved Baby Yoda. Instead, he's running to try to go capture. Like, Bro, you know you're not going to make it in time. But I feel like, like you said, they had to not let him have his jetpack on so they could get, so they could take Baby Yoda. So he progress yeah. the story. Progress the story. And the other thing that happens is the his ship troopers? gets destroyed. Oh, well, yeah. Well, his ship gets the Razor destroyed Crest by... The Razorcrest is gone. The Razorcrest is gone. Uh, Moth, uh, Moth, Moth Gideon. Gideon. Yeah, yeah, Moth Gideon take, destroys it and sends out his Death Troopers, which is something Star Wars fans have been waiting to see. They drop out of the sky, take Baby Yoda, and then fly back up. And then basically, uh, Boba uh, Mando is like, it's okay, you can dip. And Boba's like, nah, bro, I didn't fulfill my contract. This is the way. And they all go together, and it's like, we're going to try to find Baby Yoda. But they're like, wait, how can we get in, uh, to Moth Gideon's ship? We don't know the location. So enter... Mayfield back into the Mayfield. scene, a.k.a. So, my boy, Bill Burr. So before we jump into that, that episode, which was also a very quality episode, things that happen near the end, Boba Fett shows Mando on his armor that his lineage of like where he came from, which also proves that he was his father was a foundling, yeah, just like Mando. So that's where like they, they kind of connect, uh, connect there. Um, and 
also baby Yoda captured by getting on the ship. We see him force choking stormtroopers, throwing them all around. There's a very, very good scene between Giancarlo Esposito and the puppet where he's mm-hmm. just like pretty much like making fun of him and laughing at him. He's like, ah, oh, you're sleepy now. Yeah. He puts his ass <laughs> Can you give him a little stun gun, a little stun zap, go your ass to sleep, baby Yoda. Oh man. But yeah, that was a very, very quality. Not baby Yoda. We got to stop episode. calling him that. Grogu. Grogu. Go to sleep, Grogu. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was a, a great episode. Robert Rodriguez directed it. It was um, amazing. You know, I would love to see Robert Rodriguez do some more Star Wars now. Yep, would love to see him be a part of that Boba Fett series. Would love that. Love, 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 love. Or even Rangers of the New Republic. Love, 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 love. But the next episode we have is Chapter 15. This is the Mayfell is back episode. Basically, what's the title of it? You remember? uh, I'm not sure. But to move, while you look it up, yeah. But to move against the Empire, the Mandalorian needs help of an old enemy. He asked Cardoon to help him take out Mayfield and break him out to uh help them get the codes of uh, Moff Gideon's ship. The Believer. They break them out, and then him and uh, everybody, Boba Fett, Finnick, Moff Gideon, Mayfell, uh, Ma- uh, not Moff Gideon, Boba Fett, Finnick, Mando, Moff, uh, Mayfeld, and Cardoon come up with this plan to go to this old base to get uh, Mayfeld to take uh, the to get the coordinates. Basically, they hijack this like ship that's carrying high end explosives. We have a, a Mad Max like yeah, scene. Yeah, we have a Mad Max, which is a Rebels reference, where these uh, pirates are trying to jump onto the ship. Take the Rhydonium. Mando's trying to battle. Not take them it. Off. They want to destroy oh, it. Yeah, they want to explode it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True, true, true. Mando fights him off to a certain point, and then all of a sudden, these big TIE fighters come in, destroy these people. They save the Rhydonian, but then they get inside the, the base, and basically Mayfeld sees his old fucking uh, old, like, commander um, who yeah. he hates, and basically, we see Jin take off the helmet, boy, to save uh, Grogu. Grogu. He, he leaves the way and takes off the helmet to uh, try to pass off, and then there's basically this inglorious bastards-like scene where all three are at the table and basically they're trying to convince each other that they're supposed to be here. And then Mayfeld can't take it anymore. And then he just kills the guy. And then Mando starts killing all these other people. And then Mayfeld and Mando are trying to escape. And basically Boba Fett saves them while Finnick and Cardoon are sniping people. They escape. And then uh, as they're getting on the slave one, Mayfeld's like, fuck this. I hate this place. He shoots it, explodes it. And thus, Showing Cardoon and Mando that he's a good guy, and they let him escape. Definitely, um, I wish he would have went with them though. It's like part of the crew to take down. Uh, I still think they're. Yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like that that he needs to be. I just don't know. Like it's either that he's going to be in like Rangers or something, or maybe Bill Burr is like done. I don't know what because I thought they. I thought it was going to lead to a magnificent, magnificent, magnificent seven, seven kind of yeah. thing where you had Boba Fett, Fennec Shan, Bo Katan. Cardoon, Mayfeld. Yep, I was right there with you. That's exactly what um, I thought. And then at the end, when they show Mando on the screen to Moff Gideon, I thought that was going to be Mayfeld snitching, like, yo, they're coming. No. Um, the interesting thing about that scene is that it's the exact thing that Moff Gideon says to him, mm, um, but in reverse. Uh, so that that's what's powerful about that. Um, there's a scene before they get going on the mission when, you know, Mando, Mando's or Din, he's like, yeah, Cardoon can't, or Mayfield's like, Cardoon can't go because they'd recognize her in the system. And then like they turn oh, yeah. to, and, and the Fennec Shan is like, 
oh, well, I can't do it because I'm wanted. Boba Fett's like, um, they would know me. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, he's like, I'm pr- I have a recognizable face. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty much like a, a play to like, he's, you know, the face the of all the stormtroopers. Oh, the clones. Yeah, all the, all the yeah. clones, 1,000%. Um, and then, and then um, you know, so Din goes with him and like they take off his armor and goes to Mayfeld being like, so what is it? You can't show your face or you can't take off the armor. And so, like, I kind—I think that even gets into him his mind of questioning, like, what really is, mm. what what really is like the his way. whole deal. Uh, another Mayfeld thing that he goes in is when they go by the the mid village and he makes eye contact with the person. He's like, you know, to to us to, or to them, we're just invaders on their land. There really is there really is just a gray area. There is no good or bad. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just people trying to make sure that we can, um, you know, go to sleep at night with being okay with ourselves. And so yep. I feel like that's another thing that Mando really kind of takes to heart. He's like, well, maybe my, maybe the way is my way. Yeah. Or, like, or and, maybe he start, learns Bo-Katan's way. Well, I'm just saying like, it, it's like, you know, what he's been taught necessarily isn't what's best for like for him. His, yeah. his, for him. No, 100%. And so, yeah, he takes off the, the helmet. That's all great. You know, Mayfeld in the glorious bastard scene, they're talking about operation cinder, which is from battlefront. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like there was lots of good obscure references in that you see Mayfeld's turn like that thing this was you know a lot of people didn't like that Bill Burr episode last season I'm not gonna say I didn't like it I liked there was it de- because like I I liked it fine like, you didn't like his a- gun setup which is crazy to me I thought his gun setup was bad as you thought it looked too modern with his like his vest and I loved all that shit bring it well it's like if, if they were like if he's gonna do that, then why don't we ever see that again? Like that's what I'm saying. But and he's you know, he still didn't have it. But like, uh, but no, I think this was a big time redemption for the Billberg character because I didn't have a problem with the Mayfield character in the first, I just in the first part should, of it. I think he should just be part of the group and they should all go together to fight. I think so. That's I what know. I thought. So you know, but great two Mando episodes finale this week, baby. I'm excited and like we should said for our, for early early reactions. Come to twitch.tv slash bros who think. Friday night, Friday night, twitch.tv slash bros who think me and Schubert will give our early reactions and thoughts. Expect a best cars, a best car staff versus, versus dark, dark saber. saber. Yep. Been waiting for that all season long. That is coming. No Ahsoka though, but wouldn't be surprised if we see Ahsoka maybe at the end of the episode after the fight. I would be surprised if we saw Ahsoka at all. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got an inkling of a hint of, of who the, the Jedi, Jedi that we're going to meet. Or mm-hmm. okay, yeah, okay. I'm either way. I think one of the, but see, I think one of those things is gonna happen. One of one of the two. Either way. But that's all we got from Mando this week. Let's get into it. Let's fucking go, Your Honor. Boy, what a wait. Let me read the synopsis to episode one. When his teenage son is involved in a tragic accident, New Orleans Judge Michael this Des- it should have been Michael DeSoto, but Michael Desadio or Michael Desado is faced with an impossible decision that will impact his family forever. Bro, when the kid Adam hits the mafia boss's son, it literally made me and Kirsten were watching the show and it literally just made me, I did this. I was like, oh, the way they showed it, I've never seen a movie or TV show execute a crash like that to where we're watching the car drop and then all it, it legit just crashes, boom. And then when you see the guy on the ground, 
head splattered on the concrete with like busted up and his leg looks like Gordon Hayward to the left. <laughs> Yo, dude, that was so gross. And the thing that got me the most was like when he like gets close to him, like he's trying to whisper something and then he coughs up the blood and then he, like he's choking on the blood. So the dude like gives him mouth to mouth to get the blood out of his mouth. I'm like, oh my God, this is so gross. <laughs> I'm just like, why are you doing this? Can we say... Who's your least favorite character in this show? Mine is Adam. Dude is a dumb ass. And I'll get more into it in episode two, but he fucking sucks. He fucking sucks. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Bro, he wouldn't have, but see, he might have still died, but he wouldn't have gone to jail per se if he would have just called the fucking cops after he hit the guy. Because it was an accident. It was. It was like, truly dude, an accident. Dude ran the the motorcycle guy was in the wrong. Honestly, like he had the well, right no, I away. Think he, I, no, I th- I think he did swerve into his lane. Oh, okay. Because he was looking for the inhaler. Okay. Well, yeah, it's still an accident because he couldn't breathe. But also, I'm okay. First question I have: What is going to happen when they figure out who was driving that SUV that was following it? Question one. That's that's where I get the, the big time night of vibes because I'm like, there's a larger conspiracy here because why was he running away from all those people? Why was he in the ninth ward? Well, because his mom died there, though. That's the thing. Mm. That's where his mom got robbed and got shot. So that's why. The next question I have, bro, the amount of police corruption. How can anybody arrest the judge after what happened? How can anybody get arrested? Let me just break it down, the scenario of what the fuck just went down. So, mayor candidate, a.k.a. dude from The Wire, black guy who's like, shit, Negro, shit. My, my guy, that guy, who's in the five bloods, shit. He, mayor candidate, gets asked by New Orleans judge to just to remove of a car. Mayor candidate calls lieutenant of the police, who then calls gang. Gang then hires gang member to take car. Car then gets... To scrapyard. To scrapyard. Car then gets confiscated and sent to another lieutenant who is now in payroll, paid off by the mafia with his other cop friend. So it then the cop then interrogates offsite and, and basically fucking tortures said kid for the mafia, how can you arrest anyone? The corruption is running fucking rampant. <laughs> Dude, when he like stuck him in the car and like puts that gas thing in there, I was like, oh my fucking God. I was like, well, are you serious right now? You gotta, you're gonna, oh my gosh. And then That's like, episode it's two, but we're just talking about one and two. Let me read the synopsis of two just so we can get that out of the way because it's part one and part two. So part two, on the anniversary of his wife's death, Michael creates an alibi for Adam on the day of the accident. Michael pulls his close friends into the web of deception. Kofi is approached about a job. And Kofi's the kid that is hired by the gang to take the car to, to the scrapyard. There's so many portions of this. Let's go back. The kid who dies is Jimmy Baxter, who is the head of the mafia's son. Jimmy Baxter's going crazy now. Jimmy Baxter's about to kill people. But we're not too yet in the mafia yet. This first episode is just a bunch of mistakes from the judge and Adam. Adam went to the gas station. They got his ass on camera. They went to the gas station by my apartment. Yeah, they did. It blew my out. When that, when that happened, I was like, oh my gosh, Curse, that's, that's Schubert's gas station. I went there multiple times. So that happened. D- they got him on camera. Bow. Nigga left his fucking inhaler on the scene. The mafia got him. Bow. The dog took the rag that Brian broke. When the, I was like, Brian, 
How did you not realize that you put this rag on the ground and now it's missing? Dog took the rag, brought it in the house. That is three ways they could get caught. Did you catch any more? There's so many more. <laughs> the um, cop that Brian Cr- Brian Cranston calls both a cop and a lawyer and gives both bad lies to both of them. Yes, because like he, you know, he at first he was doing the right thing. He, well, yeah, he was like, gonna turn his son in, but then when he goes into the police thing and he sees Jimmy Baxter crying with his wife, he's like, "Oh fuck, we're both gonna die." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "We're all dead." Like, <laughs> oh man! And then the cop that he calls is like so gung ho to do the right thing. This bitch <laughs> just super gung ho. And bro, when that fucking bike thing fell off. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> and then, bro, Brian Cranston, why did you ask that lawyer to represent Kofi Jones? She's going to find out that your son did this. <laughs> for sure. For sure. That's like, definitely happening. And, the, the, and, he's, and, he's, and he's banging her or he's going I, to. I feel like that's his conscience. Like, I feel like that's him. Like, just, you well, know, when people, also, I feel like that's him throwing the dice. Becomes, his conscience plays in a few different ways because, like, the kid is associated with the lady he just got off. Yeah. Um, and also, like, the scene in the courtroom was amazing. Gr- a gross abuse of power. Like, that was, like, absolutely absurd that they did it. Like, I was totally with Brian Cranston there. He was like, that was embarrassing. Yeah. And I'll, my question is, does the cop go to jail because of perjury? I was, I was, I wanted to know that so much. Like, that was amazing. When he, when he ran there, I thought that was great. But I feel like this is him, like, saying, like, look, if the lawyer figures it out, I'll go down. But if she doesn't, that was me trying to turn myself in. I feel like that's his conscience being like, I'm, I'm leaving up to fate. If it happens, it happens. Bro, tell me why Adam, that pussy, is on Google looking up the fucking, the, the Jimmy Baxter murder. Like, the cops can't see that. Why is he going downstairs looking all suspicious when the cop walks into his fucking house? And my said, final question... Why the fuck did he go to the courtroom? Oh, yeah. And, like, homeboy Kofi saw him. Why? 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 Why did he go to the fucking courtroom? Dude's an idiot. Dude's going to start doing drugs and tell somebody. Like, that's coming. <laughs> Sidebar with Adam. In the very first scene, he, we see that he's banging Sophie Black D'Elia. And Is that his teacher? And we find out that it's his teacher, bro. It's his teacher. So much, so much corruption in this New Orleans shit, bro. <laughs> like, so much shit is going down. I'm trying to think, if, I, if you're Brian Cranston, why don't you, like, move your son away, like, during all of this? Is that suspicious? You could say, like, he's, he needs to go to therapy because of his mom's death. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's rough. And then, like, you know, going back with uh, Kofi or whatever, like, I feel like the the baseball is also something that could possibly be a tie in. Like that dude doesn't have a Mariano Rivera baseball. You know what I'm saying? And I like, feel like that cop may know, or the lawyer's gonna know. One of the two is gonna know with that. That's from the judge. And exactly. I'm just, and then I'm just ready for what happens when Jimmy Baxter finds out that the judge did all this because that's coming. That's coming. And like 
Well, what about I this? mean, the inhaler with like the DNA, like that's gonna. Oh, yeah, thirty six like, hours. We have thirty six hours on that, so I'm that like, might oh, not well, be next episode, but episode four down the line. Like, oh no, maybe episode five. That might be the fifth episode. Like, yeah. And I'm interested how the Mariora candidate, my guy, shit, Negro, how he gonna respond because he started a gang war behind the judge. Like, there's about well, to be was, a gang war between. That was what was crazy the about the end group. of the second episode. It's like, okay, well, so like uh, the mafia group is already messed with with the desire, so they like they think that is desire. And like desires, like, dude, you got to take the fall. Like, you know, you can't like. I'm interested to what, why desires taking the fall. Like, I get that the mayor because, told like, them and they're going to get paid probably. But like, I wonder if that mayor candidate knows, like, he has to know now that that's uh, the, the judge's son who did that. He has to. He has to, yeah. But there's no way he doesn't. Like, bro, this show is amazing. Anything else you had from this show? Because like, I, I was mind blown. Watch episode one was one of the best pilots I've seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Like the, I didn't understand like why he went to the house earlier on, and then I see in the courtroom he's like, oh, he's just like seeing like what a ha- shotgun house would actually be like. The stuff with the alibi I thought was genius. Like I was like, oh my god, dude! Like he's like, yeah, you got to do this, all this stuff. Like and he you should were know because he's or- a judge. He did, but that's the thing. He did so much genius shit to do so much stupid shit at the end. It's like you did fifty percent genius, fifty percent dumb shit, and it's just like, bro, you're clowning, and also. When he was on the bridge and he threw the shit over and he just faked pissing like his prostate. And the guy was like, how far are you? Over 100? He was like 200. And the guy was like, whoa, you about to die. <laughs> uh, that was fucking awesome. And I, the whole time my girlfriend was like, why don't they use hydrochloric acid? I was like, curse, if this man buys hydrochloric acid right now, they're going to all know he's going to be on a watch list. He has to throw it in the ocean. She was like, but what about if shit washed ashore? I was like, they're not going to know that's for him. How many bodies and shit's been thrown in the New Orleans River? Like, in the Mississippi. Oh, that could be from fucking Chicago. We don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh, the the bird cage scene too, like where like he's like Oh, Jimmy went crazy. I was like, "Damn, dude." Jimmy and he's like nuts. Oh man, they're they're losing it. They they are losing it. Like <laughs> everybody's losing it in this fucking show. It's like I don't know who to pull for. I'm just pulling for Brian Cranston. I'm yeah, that's what I was telling you, like, off air before. I was like, I don't know who I'm supposed to root for. Like, at this point, I'm like, please, somebody get Kofi off. Because, like, poor kid. <laughs> like, he just wants to provide for his family. Like, <laughs> all he was trying to do was drive to the scrapyard. And the then, like, the was se- like, nah, just take oh. it. <laughs> the but scene I feel like if the he... cops, like, right off the bat, like, he's like. My thing is, if he didn't take it, I, I guarantee he would have died in that cell when that dude gave him the phone. It was either going to be the phone or the shiv. <laughs> Which one you want, partner? <laughs> and the thing is, not honestly, jail's the best place for him. Because if he wasn't, well, honestly, he should be off. But if he's not in jail, the mafia kills him. At least, at least his gang can protect him. There's going to be some prison shit. There's going to be some prison fights. I feel like that was part of the thing at the end. They were like, well, I don't know if we can, I don't know if we can murder him. Because like, then that full, does full, start a full-on gang war. Or So yep. like... So they got it. But then Jimmy was like, we're going to clean up this whole city. Fuck it. Fuck it. It's about to go down. Episode three is going to be lit. And I know that mom about to go crazy. She's she going to be like, bring it on. Like, Jimmy's going to be like, I don't know if I should do it. And the mom will be like, are you not doing it for Rocco? And it's going to he, he gonna go. Hey, he's going to go crazy. The, I know the Irish dude that his bodyguard is like, chill, chill. And Jimmy's like, nah, fuck this. They killed my son. I don't have no reason to live now. Like, bro, you don't have a whole other daughter. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm trying to think about anything else that just stood out to me that was crazy in this. Um, I don't know if he's Irish. I think he's Scottish. 
Oh, he might. Yeah, Scottish. But, you know, but sorry, I apologize if I got it wrong. But you know, whatever. He was in, he was in the Outlaw King. I'm guy. trying to think of something else that was just crazy about this show. I think we touched on everything because the shotgun shit, the alibi where he's talking to the diner and she and he was like, she's just gonna remember the day where Judge came in and asked about a shotgun house. Crazy, the bum. Crazy, the bum. He was uh, the thing that he said to the bum too. I was like, oh, this dude's a dick. <laughs> but he, and he was like smart. But he did it on purpose, and I was like, oh my god, dude, this is smart. Yep, crazy. Also, I don't know why the cop didn't think that like why the cop wasn't believing that he wouldn't want to get rid of his wife's dead car. Like he, he wants to move on. Like what's suspicious about that? Like, well, I mean, was, like the suspicious part about it is like, you, dude, you left your keys on the tire, but that could be their thing. Like I, I, I that's what he was trying to, that's what he was trying to say, but I'm like, <laughs> you left your keys on the thing. Like in new Orleans, <laughs> in New Orleans, in your wife's in car and like some hood took it to the same place was taken to the scrapyard. But see, my thing is when she was like, why would they take it to the scrapyard? I thought I was just like, oh, well, duh. maybe they're, tr- they're trying to scrap it to make money. Duh. Like, what's, what's like, I don't know why the cop made that seem like such a like a bad Crazy thing. thing yeah. Like, I was just like, Brian Cranston, you're a judge. Like, just say he's probably trying to make money off of it from whatever parts he could get. The question would be then is like, why did he wait a full day? Mm. When, you know, of, of course, he didn't try, to, like, keep it, try to keep it hot. Like, you know, try to make it not hot. So. But like release some the, of the pressure off the street. The fact that he, the dude, runs that red light or whatever was dumb for him. I knew. But he then, was like, pulled over. The, the scene with the cop, man, like that was so intense. Like, and the cop oh, had no man. reason to do any of that shit to that kid. Like, just, and he and he said as much in like the precinct. And I was like, dude, you're right. Like, if this was no, a normal situation, that car wasn't involved in a hit and run. Like, I think he'd be okay. He would have been okay. He almost got away. Like, black dude took the, the uh, baseball and he was leaving. It's just the, Jimmy's uh, police guy came in and caught him right before he was able to get away. Dude, crazy. that was nuts. Crazy, nuts. crazy, crazy. My thought process was, why doesn't Brian Cranston drive this car all night and go to Baton Rouge? Like, get the fuck out of New Like, why is he just in New Orleans with this car? Like, I need to get rid of it. Like, he could have just left. He could have just brought it somewhere else and they would have never questioned it. He could have scrapped it in BR. He could have scrapped it in Laffey. He could have scrapped it in Lake Charles. There's places he could have went. Now, I do think, like, for people like you and me who have a knowledge of the area and, like, the culture, it does, like, hit a chord with us a little bit more. Yeah, it hits because, hard. Like, I love this. Because, like, you can understand, like, some of the geography of, like, what's going on here. And, and the like, corruption. That's New Orleans, yo. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it's bad. Like, oh man, I I wonder how Louisiana people feel about this show because I love it. I just wonder how like government Louisiana people feel. And my girlfriend was like, "Is this realistic that there's mafia in New Orleans?" I was like, "See, you don't watch enough gangster shows with me." Louisiana in the heyday of the mafia, like the mafia locations was East Coast, like Philly, Jersey, New York. Then they had the Miami branch, the Florida branch, Chicago. They- and then Louisiana, Louisiana. There is an Italian the, heritage museum and the cultural center in the in, heart of New Orleans. Bro, Chicago in New Orleans was the gateway to the West Coast of the mafia. The mafia wasn't so much in the West Coast until the Vegas expansion. But without Chicago in and New Orleans, you don't get to that part. Go watch Godfather 2. All that shit's explained. All that shit's explained. <laughs> So yeah. shit is shit is crazy, but this show best like giving me serious night of vibes. One of the best shows I've seen in a while. 
Yeah, Maybe. there's definitely going to be there's definitely something mm-hmm. coming with that freaking black SUV that was behind him. Who was anything. that? Who was that? And why haven't they said anything? And why? And and when will the and when will they realize? Oh, we got to go to the gas station, get the tape, see that's the guy. But like you said, they don't even need to go to the gas station. Thirty six hours, partner. <laughs> Thirty six hours. We gonna know who. Thirty six hours. And they're not know. going to the cops. They going to. But do they check the thirty six hours now that they got Kofi and Kofi said he's guilty? That's the question. Oh, they do. The Scottish guy go find out. He going. He doing it. <laughs> it's getting processed. Like they can't like pull that out now. Like it's it's in the process of getting found out. Mm, but okay, how do they know it's his DNA if he's not in the system? That's a judge. So his dad's not in the system. Oh no. That's gonna be the thing. That's gonna be quite. But it'll prove Kofi didn't do it. That's, That's what true. it'll do. That's what it'll do. Also, question. I have an inhaler. My name was never on it, but I, I, I could believe his name could be on the prescription, but usually for inhalers, your name's on the box. Is his name on that, is his name on that inhaler? Obviously not. No, but, obviously not. Yeah, so, okay, okay. I'm trying and to you did see that Brian Canson, like, went through the drawer and there was a bunch of boxes, boxes I feel like. pulled it out. Yeah, that was to explain so. that, for sure. 100%. Also, why did, when that cop went to Brian Cranston's house, Brian Cranston was talking all weird, and then you see the son run downstairs and standing by his dad the whole time while you're pissing. Bro, why don't you bring your fucking ass upstairs? Teenagers don't do that just standing down there looking at the cop. Well, you, and you look suspicious. And, you re- and in that whole sequence, too, you realize that the cops don't really like Brian Cranston. Yeah, they don't, because, like, he, they got beef with him because he's, he's a just judge. Pretty much, and he and he want he wants you to go by the book and not by what you think. It's about it's about what you can prove through the eyes of the law, not what you know from hearsay. Yeah, or like your assumptions of what yep. they're going to do. Yep, 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 Catch yep. Catch them yep. for what they did do. Yeah, not for what you think they're gonna do. Crazy first two episodes. Weren't you hooked after episode one? I mean, I was hooked after like. 10 minutes yeah true fact because i mean like it goes like it because i mean like it's the inciting incident so it starts off with that like did you watch the second episode right after you watched the first yeah i told you (laughs) i told you you couldn't stop i couldn't stop i wanted three i was like where's the third one i need it i need to know sunday nights every night we're every sunday night we're watching this Mm. shit's gonna be lit now that mando's over this is our new show for sure 100 percent. so but I think that's about everything because we talked about pretty much all things in the first two episodes. Yeah. Like yeah. Brian Cranston cleaning that car. Oh, wait. You talk about the SUV, another one. Brian, Cran- Brian Cranston's neighbor, the one across the street, the lady looking through the window. I, she don't know. Mm. He was cleaning that shit in the middle of the night. She saw the, she saw the, home, she saw the son driving all sketchy, bloodied up, going into his house. She know what's good. <laughs> There's so many just strings. They, they, they also saw um, Kofi. Steal it. Yeah, true. Steal the card, not the day of. Yo. Yo. They're about, this is about to get blown up in everybody's face. But like I said, how can you arrest Brian Cranston if you do? Well, it's like, then- it's like one of those things where it's like, as a viewer, I don't care if they get caught. I'm like, catch them. <laughs> they done wrong. <laughs> they done wrong. Like he, like, he drove off. Him. Yeah, but I can't. Okay, Brian Cranston was gonna turn his son in. This is why I'm pulling for him. He was gonna do it, 
The fact is he saw the mafia guy there and he knew if he turned his son in, he was dead. There's no just well, going I mean, to jail. I, I guess like I, I do sympathize for Brian Cranston, but I do not sympathize for Adam. Oh no, Adam sucks. <laughs> like I don't Adam care what happens. Like, I just want Brian Cranston to be okay. That's all I want. <laughs> and my guy, shit, Negro. I want him to be okay too, because I feel like he's gonna die. Does he want to be mayor? <laughs> I feel like he will gotta die. Be mayor. Like he's about to get capped. Jimmy Baxter gonna find out what you did. Bow, bow. <laughs> Like everybody about every, I feel like so many people in the show is going to die. But I mean, Boom. like, yeah, no, it just depends gonna... on like, it depends on like what he's going to be killing them for. Cause if he finds out the truth then obviously he wouldn't kill those people. Cause they didn't really have anything to do with like his son's death. Well, they tried they, to hide it, but they didn't know that what they were hiding. But see, I don't think he's going to find out to the extent of like, Oh, he didn't know what they was hiding. No, I feel like he gonna just be like everybody involved. Gotta go. And cause that's the thing. How can you arrest Brian Cranston? If you don't arrest the mayor, the cop. And then on the other side, if you arrest Brian Cranston, how do you not arrest the, the cop that works for Jimmy Baxter who interrogated Kofi? Everybody's corrupt in this. Everybody. So it's just like, people just got to die. Like, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Right, right now, what I'm looking at is I'm trying to see um, if it's um, Peter Moffat. Okay, no. There's different directors for each episode. Mm, okay. Gotcha. I'm trying to see how oh. many episodes are there. I think there's like... I think there's 10. Mm, okay. Uh, let's see. Episodes. Did you... Uh, 10 episodes. 10 episodes? I found it right here. Damn, okay. 10 episodes. I'm hyped. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Each week, I will be in this piece. Wait, why are they showing me like some... Whoa, is there like... Was this based on like an Indian series? That came first? I feel like this. Wait, no, this was. Wait. Oh, no, I think this is going on at the same time. It came out in 2020. Crazy. There's like an Indian version of this. <laughs> uh, as a What's son of uh, Your Honor, same thing. As a son of the reputed judge gets involved in a hidden run, we can see how even the most upright people break in order to save the family. The judge sacrifices relationships and subverts the law to save his son from a vengeful gangster. Legit, straight Indian version of this show. <laughs> oh, okay, like Indian as in like India. India, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yes, sir. Crazy. Didn't know that. <laughs> it's a totally different show. Man, ready for episode three. Any predictions? Who you think, anything you think going to happen? Let's get your predictions. We're going to do this each week. Give one. Just one prediction that you think is going to happen, I'll give one. <laughs> um, I think... That that's a tough one, man. Um, I think that um, oh, I don't know. Nothing. You want it's me to go? Like, yeah, go. Or uh, yeah, go. All right. I predict that Adam DiSato will die. Prediction no. one. I think he's gonna die. Prediction what for episode three? No, no, no. Just for the series. Oh, okay. I thought I thought I was getting yeah. I thought yeah. You were no, I'm just about doing what's series. What's going to happen in the next episode? Mm-mm, just a series. Prediction three. He's going to die. Also, next prediction: the gang that the mayor's involved with killed Brian Cranston's wife. That's prediction two, and that's the only ones I'm giving so far because I got to watch some more. But I think they're involved with killing Brian Cranston's wife. That's why he's so indebted to him. I think that the mayor had something to do, Charlie, like. His- 
I think like Rich saying the the mayor candidate had something to do or was the gang that he's affiliated with had something to do with the death. And they also were thinking about taking out the son Mm, beforehand. Yeah. Mm. Because they didn't want to be in debt to the judge. Mm, I could see it. I could see it. Oh man. Shit's going to be crazy. Wait, isn't Michael K. Williams in this show? Or, or am I, or did I imagine that? I think you're imagining that because he's not on the list. He's not on the IMDb at all. Uh, I don't see him on. Let me there see. Now. Like, do they do they say full cast? They do have a full cast on here, and they do give like the, the episodes that they're in, as in oh, like damn, if okay. they're only in one or if they're only in. I'm ten. going all the way to the bottom to see who's all in this because I feel like if we see like a big name, shit's gonna be crazy. Like I already saw a kind of big name in Isaiah Washington from uh from uh Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I don't know who that is in Grey's Anatomy. Uh he's uh the uh Meredith's Grey's friend, her Asian friend's black boyfriend. Gotcha. One oh, no, one no, thing not him, Blair Underwood. I'm sorry, wrong person. Blair Underwood. I thought it was Isaiah Washington. No, it was Blair Washington. Oh man, there's one thing I wanted to say on here that I see through the IMDB, but I feel like it's a spoiler. Go ahead, say it. Fuck it. We don't I don't care. We gotta know. Kofi Jones is in four episodes. Oh shit, Kofi Jones dying. Episode four is over with. Murdered. Get his ass out of here. I don't want to be five because he, he was on he because <laughs> he was in the second episode, so it'd be second, third, fourth, fifth. Yeah, dead boss. I told you five. Five is when shit goes down. I don't want to watch no more. I don't want to look at any more uh, IMDb because shit is crazy. They're gonna we're gonna get spoiled shit. So let me get off of this. But that's all we got this week, Schubert. New show. I'm excited. Mandalorian season finale next week. And then next week we're giving everybody our top 10 Christmas movies for them to watch in their homes. Yeah. Spoiler alert for my list. I'm probably, probably four or five are not typical. Christmas movies. Oh like, my I'm gosh. I, I, I'm going to make a rule that you can only give one die hard type Batman returns type. How about two? <laughs> All right. We could do two. That could be a rule. But once I take one, you can't use the same one. Are we doing that? Oh, not, not draft style. Just top 10. Okay. Yeah, hold on. I want to look up something, but I guess we can talk about it off air. Yeah, we'll talk about it off air. All right, well, that's all we got this week, Shuby Man. All right, well, you know, make sure that you check out everything going on with Bros. Think Network. Linda, go ahead and tell them what's what's happening right now. All right, you guys can check out the most recent episode of Anime Talk that just dropped this week. Also, the new episode of the Bros Who Binge, I mean, the Bros Who Think podcast that is out now as well. If you haven't checked out The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, Run It Back, that is out on the YouTube. And for all the information on all the stuff we're dropping next week and upcoming, go and follow us on Twitter at Bros Who Think or subscribe to the YouTube or subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you listen. But if you're an audio-only person, you should come subscribe to the YouTube because you get amazing run-it-back content where we do deep dives to movies and we, and we see if we review them and see if they're run-it-backable, which is if they're able to watch multiple times. We got The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We got Goodfellas. We got Super Bad. We got uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. We got... Uh, Pulp Fiction, we got uh, the Cowboy Bebop movie, we got uh, the Dragon Ball Z Fusion Reborn, we got the anime classic Your Name, we got I feel like there's another anime one. It's a Studio Ghibli one, right? Yeah, we got um, fuck uh, how how am I forget? How's Moving Castle? Like, we have a lot of run it backs out there, and we have a lot more coming 
uh, Ian actually hit me up what we're doing next. I got to talk to you about that off air, about what's the next running back. But the next anime running back, which will be out sometimes next week, is Akira, the legendary movie that is just taking the world by storm. Me and Chris will be well, doing that, so y'all can be on the lookout for that. One thing we might have to do with Ian is we might have to get Ian on, on this Your Honor show because he was like, you know, he lived in the Ninth Ward. And like, he needs to know, jump on that. He needs to jump on this, and I kind of want to hear his opinions on all this. He definitely needs to jump on that. But for everybody out there listening, thank you. We are back. We are back. And uh, like Schubert said, be sure to check out the uh, Late Nights with Lynn. We're streaming all throughout the week. But this Friday, Mandalorian reaction, right when it drops, Friday night, come chill with us. We're going to be talking about it. Last stream, me and Schubert on stream for like three hours. So y'all come through. We had a good time. All right. Yeah. So everyone check the, the, those things going on, the Proceed Thing Network, um, you know, all the other shows as well. Um, and I hope everyone out there, you know, has a great start to their holiday. We're getting closer and the next episode you listen to will be out on Christmas Eve. So I yep. hope everyone out there is staying safe with all the COVID stuff and is getting ready for the hunker down for the holidays. So for Lyndon Burton, my name is Adam Schubert and have a great week. And as always, keep binging. Bye.